You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. It's another Friday, which means it's another Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. This is episode 18 of series 2 on the 29th November 2019. And so it's time to wake up my goal-scoring legend. The place where legends are born. Come in, Rappo. Afternoon, Deeks. You all right, mate? Yes, thank you. Good, good. Oh, I'm fresh as a daisy, mate. I've got a day off. I got out of bed at 11. Fresh <laughs> as a daisy. 11? <laughs> yeah. Right. Got me to have a lie-in. Yeah, I finished nights yesterday, so... All right, good yeah. one. So, uh, so we've got a, a packed Friday fix this week, haven't we, Rappo? Uh, five, yeah. five guest interviews and all newbies. I was going to say, Dave, you've done well this week, mate. You've gone right across the board, haven't you? You've got players, mate, assistant managers, league experts, and and a supporter, mate, haven't you? You've done well. <laughs> and, a, and a man who wants to film football games in molehills. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very good. Mate. Not forgetting him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, more of them coming up. But first of all, have you been able to dig up any tidbits uh, for us this week, rapper or not? Oh, it's difficult, Dave, isn't it? With all these games being called off, mate, nothing's happening much, is it? But I've got a couple, mate. Um, well, you could say a, a nice pair of tidbits, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Come in, Frankie Howard. Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, you can't say that, Mrs. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bringing the show down yeah. before we even started, mate. But... But no, a um, couple of little things, Dave. A father and son, mate, is quite rare playing Another in the one. same team. Right. Yeah, well, we, we, it's even better, Dave. A father and son playing in the same team. But last Saturday, mate, Roach Reserves had a father and son combo playing double act, mate. Two fathers and sons. Oh, right. In, in one team, yeah. So uh, that's off to them, mate. Uh, Matthew and Tommy Eccleston and... Peter and Brandon Richards, mate, both played in the same game, in right. the same team. Dare I ask? D- dare I ask what the result was? Yeah, that's the, that's the unfortunate part of it. Dave. They got they got thrashed seven two at Delibol, mate. Two goals from Owen Rosevear, mate, couldn't stop them oh. getting a bit of a thrashing at Delibol. But but lovely to see, mate. Dad's playing with their sons. Yeah. That's um, right. Good for them. Yeah, and uh, another thing, mate, one of the biggest names in Cornish football, Dave. I don't know if you know this, mate. One of the biggest um, names in Cornish football? Biggest name in Cornish football. I think he might be the biggest. Who's uh, that? In St. Berrien's 5-2 defeat at Gunnavon Reserves last Saturday, mate. In the Trelawney League, well, Whirlwind Sports Trelawney League, Division 2 Russell Hall Cup, mate. (laughs) Biggest name in Cornish football, mate. Well, you've got me stumped with this one. I, I don't know. Who, who is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Mindauskas Lazakowskas, mate. <laughs> got to be the biggest name in Cornish football, isn't it, mate? <laughs> Can you say that again? Uh, Mindauskas Lazakowskas. I fooled you there, mate. Didn't he? Big name. But right. He so- started, mate. Yeah, he started for the Saints. Right. So do we know, is he a good uh, St. Burian boy then, is he, or what? Yeah, local lad, apparently, mate. <laughs> local <laughs> No, I don't know, mate. Um, I used to speak to Mark and Nick George, mate. They were big Sumterian lads, mate. Well, they played for a few yeah. years, but I've seen Georgies for a while, mate. So, uh, 
But uh, I don't know much about the team these days. But um, yeah, former junior cup winners actually, Dave, weren't they? Some yeah. Areas, uh, ago. Yes, I think three, they were. If they three. if they weren't winners, they were certainly in the final anyway. So yeah, that's sort of thinking. Dave. Did they play Helston? Uh, they played... No, they couldn't have played Helston because they're in the. No. That was when it was uh, west against east, wasn't it? So that's it, mate. I got a feeling it was at Tora City, mate. Um, they played it because I was listening to it on the radio. Actually, it might have been you, Dave, doing the game on Radio Cornwall. I'm not sure, but um, mm. I remember I was I was actually working. I wanted to watch it, but I couldn't. But um, I got a feeling, mate, they might have won three nil. Did they win the? I don't know, mate, but but yeah, it was at Truro. Could and it's it have been against St. Stephen? No, I don't know. We'll, we'll need to look that one up and perhaps uh, bring everyone up yeah. to date next week on that one. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd like to know that. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head, but but uh, yeah. So old uh, Mindauskas Lazakowskas. <laughs> you got that left. really off your tongue now, haven't you? Just say it yeah, one I've more time. Pa- one more time, please. Min- Mindauskas, Lazakowskas, mate. Lazakowskas. Commentator's nightmare, isn't it, really? <laughs> but um, 20 letters in his name, though. I, I remember, I mean, I was just wondering if anyone can beat that in Cornish football, mate. But do you remember Jan Venegar of Esselink, mate? Dave for Celtic. Do you remember him, Dave? Uh, I have to yeah. say, it's slipping my memory at the moment, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, not a bad striker, mate. Dutch striker, yeah. Jan Venegar of Esselink. He, he had Venegar of Esselink on the back of his shirt. Apparently, mate, in a Celtic club shop, his shirt was 75 quid, mate, and everyone else was, <laughs> <laughs> <else> was 50, mate. <laughs> I'll stick with Henrik Larson, mate, I think. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest one I can remember professionally. But, but yeah, but uh, non well, in uh, local football, though, I can't remember a bigger name than, shall I, mate? Mindauskas, yeah, one more time, one more time. <laughs> Mindauskas, Lazakowskas, mate. You, you know that probably you're pronouncing it totally wrong and we're going to have yeah, uh, know, someone yeah. complaining about it, don't you? So. Yeah, he's probably listening, mate, and don't even recognise it. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's about it this week, Dave. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I haven't got much for you. OK, well, <laughs> on to the first interview of the episode. And uh, it's someone from... No, well, this is North Cornwall. Mormonstow FC, to be precise. You ever played at Mormonstow Rapper? I haven't, Dave. I haven't, mate. I, I've I've seen their pitch, mate, once. I, I, I had to go. I think we was up viewed, mate, doing something for the day, and I thought, oh, I'll have a look at Morenstone's pitch while we're up this way. I'd never been there, and I went there, Dave. It was in the summer, and they didn't have any posts up, <laughs> so I, I just went to the pitch. Dave. Rachel's well impressed, mate. Drove for <laughs> eight miles to this pitch just to see a couple of dugouts. So you couldn't even <laughs> you couldn't even inspect their box. Nets or whatever. I, I couldn't, mate. No, I didn't even know if they had box nets or the old style seventies nets. Dave, anything. I was gutted. Uh, but they did have a couple of dugouts. But it didn't look a bad little pitch, Dave. But I suppose up that way, viewed viewed of the big guns, mate, aren't they? Up that way, I suppose. Yeah, oh, don't club. mention that to Mormonstow. But uh, oh, no, enough, mate. no let, yeah. let's anyway. Let's bring in Will Bryant. Well, welcome to the Friday Fix podcast, Will. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Um, no, let's just get it right uh, so that I, you know, I'm not um, confusing anyone. You're the assistant manager at Mormonstow, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, Dean Davis runs it normally, but uh, I had to. Yeah, I'm assistant. Right, and uh, one of the reasons we've got you on. Well, there's two reasons actually. One of them is that um, uh, when I did a survey recently, there's a suggestion that we don't cover North Cornwall football very much. So. Um, 
that's one of the reasons. But the other one is, of course, that you were one of the few games to be played last Saturday. Yeah, we uh, obviously were very fortunate that we were playing Salt Ashborough, who played on pitch uh, on the 4G pitch. So I would probably be with the rest of everyone and not have had a game last weekend. Um, and Norco, I know you have covered us before. I think you did. We were one of your predictions before when we played Millbrook. And uh, so I, you have spoke about us before, but yes, Norco doesn't seem to get too much in the way of uh, light. Let's put it that way. Dare I ask what what the prediction was that we said said it was going uh, to be? I think you would put us down for a 2-2 draw against Millbrook, but we managed to sneak a last-minute winner from Aidan Davis's free kick for a 2-1 win. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you're incredible. Fortunately for us, we won. So, uh, right. Okay. So, yes. Well, th- that wasn't bad for us, actually, to get it that close. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. <laughs> now, so how did last Saturday go then? And uh, I know it is one of the good things about... Uh, 3G and three uh, and 4G pitches, but they're not always the best sort of surfaces to, to get a good game on, are they? That, so how did it go for you guys? Yeah, well, see, we find it tricky going down there. Obviously, it's, I think we always find it's a bit of an advantage if uh, you play on week in, week out. Obviously, we do train on Astro, but it is still slightly different to a 4G pitch. Um, so we have, we uh, fortunately actually played down there against them already earlier on this season. Um, uh, well, I think it was the first round of Cornwall Senior Cup, actually, and we managed it 3 0 down there. So we kind of knew what we were going into, but it was a very dry day down there on that first uh, in September, and obviously a bit different to being very wet. Um, not that obviously you can tell on a 4G pitch, it was uh, still very, very um, obviously fine to play on, but. Uh, the it is just a different, completely different game. I we always find on a 4G pitch, it's uh, very much the bounce is uh, very true, but it still bounces very high, hard to get the ball down and actually uh, knock it about sometimes. Uh, but uh, but uh, and there's a lot of ball in the air and it runs through a lot faster than what it does obviously on a normal grass pitch. So it's hard uh, hard to get your game together sometimes. Now, I know you're training later on this evening. Do, do you train on artificial pitches or indoors or what? Yes, we train on the AstroTurf down at uh, Butehaven School, um, which is a, more of an Astro um, than a than a 4G pitch, really. So it's uh, it's similar, but um, but not not the same as. Uh, not the same as an actual, uh, yeah, not the same as an actual 4G pitch like like they play on down there. So uh, we obviously trained a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of times last week to try and get used to it um, and do a few more drills, pass and stuff like that. But it's still very different to playing on the usual grass pitch. Right. Now, when I spoke to uh, your manager Dean Davis pre-season, uh, he was thinking you, you might struggle taking the plunge to go into the St Piran League. Uh, but you're doing okay, aren't you, actually? Yeah, we started, well, pre-season, we had a bit of a pause pre-season. I think we had one in pre-season. Um, then we got absolutely thumped, was it 8-2 or 10-2 against St Morgan first game of the season? I wasn't there, fortunately, I was away, so I uh, missed that one. Um, but apart from that, we've, yeah, very much contested and uh, obviously more than we've we've lost and uh, and had some good results along the way, picking up a good draw against Paul Perro at home and a good draw against Launceston Reserves away as well, which uh, both finished two two after being two 0 down. So uh, good spirit shown by by the players there. Yeah, so you know you you played some of the better sides and come out okay. So um, yeah, so... we still got to play our uh, Saint Austell and 
Salt Ash, which I think will be the two, I would say the two top teams in our league. We we yet to play them, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, because now, of course, uh, although you played last Saturday, you don't play this Saturday, do you? Oh, I know. You, I know. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to believe it with all the games that have been cancelled. But with the uh, the but no, we've got no fixture this week. Um, so yeah, we're obviously training tonight, but no, no fixture till. Uh, a week Saturday, which is Callington at home. And then we've got the long old trip down to Mosul after that on the 14th in the Colonel Stone Cup. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, are you going to make a bit of a trip out of that one or not? Yeah, well, I would have thought that the uh, the everyone, we normally try to put a, bu- a bus together and I'm sure there'll be a, there's quite a few pubs between Morwenstow and uh, <laughs> Mosul, so I'm sure that we'll stop in a few of them on the way home. Uh, right, sounds good. Win, win, or, win or lose, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and and so if you're going to win, who are the players that um, you know you you would sort of expect to to do the business for you? Um, so really, you've got um, uh, obviously our, our strong. We play normally a three-five-two formation, um, which we have a strong back three there. Which either consist of um, normally uh, Mark Skelton in the centre with Sam Hawkins. Uh, Sam Hawkins, a very good player, has been for many years trying to be pulled away from us for quite a few seasons before, but has always stayed with us. Um, he's quite a key in our defence there. Then you move into our midfield where you've got the energy of probably Harry Savage uh, on the wing, um, which causes trouble to uh, many a team. Of, uh, especially in the last 15 minutes or so you'll keep running all day you've got the energy of Tom Demford in there and Gary Walter you spoke to um, he's our captain uh, obviously keeps it quite grounded in the middle there and uh, uh, yeah very good player then up top um, we've got two excellent strikers we've got Gavin Carter who we brought in from uh, just over the border Bradbury this year um, and have, has signed for us and made a real difference in his energy up top um, closed down and then You've got Norman Foster, who you've probably heard of before, who will just, uh, it seems to be ageless. I think he's now 37, 38, but you can guarantee he'll bang in 20 plus goals a season. And probably with the trickiest feet still in our league, or one of the trickiest feet in our league, let's put it that way. Yeah, well, actually, we we mentioned Norman last Saturday, uh, last Friday, I think it was. Oh, because, did you? Uh, uh, he, he, he's appearing in the goals, and I did suggest that. He might have been around a little while, so... Um, so... Yeah, he's been, I know he played for us for, well, I'm 26 now, so I'm quite young still, but I've been, so I've played for Monsu for 10 years, and he's been with us ever since then. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's been around, and then he was with Butte before that, so I know he's been around, he must have been around here for nearly 20 years, I would say, <laughs> getting up towards that way anyway, so, yeah, quite a long time to... Yeah. Uh, to be playing football anyway, but still, still, like I say, consistent week in, week out, you know what you're going to get. Um, and uh, he knows where the back of the net is, which is uh, not many players have that ability. Right. And you mentioned, uh, you know, signings from elsewhere. So, so your players, wh- where do they mostly come from? Are they mostly from Bude or are they more? So, Stowe yeah, or? we've got a, we've got, we've, we've got a very good youth set up at Morwenstow. Um, we've got, I think about we well we had about 140 kids signed on did we last year so I think we had seven or eight under eight under teams so we're one of the biggest youth clubs around in uh, in our local area we're bigger than Bude or any of the bigger towns uh, that are 
around us up to well, it's a bit of a bigger, bigger than us. But uh, yeah, we're quite lucky in that way that we bring players through. So we've probably got one, two, three, four, four or five of the first team have come up through the youth, um, and then other players, like I said, have come in. We sometimes get players from Kilcampton, uh, Bude, Holsevy, that kind of area. Really, um, I'm just trying to think. Weeks and Mary, we've got player in from there, but uh, um, but no, Mortsu's always been quite a friendly and family club, so we always think once they come to us, it's not normal unless they want to move up through the through the like up through the leagues. Um, Dan Meverell probably being one of the players that you would have heard of from, from Launston, mm-hmm. he started with us and then moved up to Launston. So, uh, but yeah, no, we've quite a good 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 youth set up with along with uh, players that come in and, and stay really so uh, very lucky there and a good rivalry with Bude who uh, obviously you meet on Boxing Day I guess yes yes we, uh, we we play on Boxing Day which will be an interesting uh, interesting fixture um, it's uh, normally obviously we haven't played each other for a, a few years now which makes it that bit more interesting obviously they've dropped down a, a league and we've come up a league so we, we meet in the middle and uh, they're obviously doing pretty similar to us in the league as well. I know I think they're going to lose three points from their Lamb ref, which puts them, I think, over a point below us or on the same amount of points as us. So, uh, so yeah, it will be a proper uh, derby day on Boxing Day, which is scheduled for our place, but viewed is better with the water as well known um, so uh, it might be reversed back to Bude but we'll wait and see hopefully it stays dry and we get to play our place Alright so so final question Will um, how does your pitch hold up to the uh, to all this rain we're having? <laughs> as good as everyone else is as you <laughs> saw it was off at the weekend which is uh, is a normally uh well that doesn't normally happen so yeah no, our pitch is similar to everyone else's it's uh it's been very harsh the last few weeks and we've had to cancel a few games but uh normally um normally very normally all okay obviously with the amount of rain we've had at the moment it's just uh i think hard for anyone to get a game yeah okay well thanks for that will and uh, all the best for the season Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, Rappo, uh, sounds like a good setup uh, up there at Mormonstow. Youngsters coming through the uh, the club and uh, everything like that. That's Yeah, that's exactly what I've, I've, I've stuck in my notes here today. Exactly what you just said, mate. Yeah, it seems, you know, I mean, they're doing fairly well. they seventh place in the St. Perrin League. I mean, that's that's decent, mate, isn't it? You know, for, for Dean and, and Will, mate. And, 38-year-old Norman Foster, mate, still banging them in. Oh, well, old man, isn't he? Compared to 26-year-old Will there, mate. Isn't that but, uh, weird, though, isn't it? We only mentioned Norman last week, and this week yeah. we find out a bit more about him. So, uh... Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we only mentioned him last week for his goals, mate, didn't we? So, I mean, saying he's an old man, mate. I wish I was 38, but... Yeah, don't we all. <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, nice to hear from Will though, Dave. You know, a new, a new uh, voice, mate. And it, it sounds like you say, it sounds like a well-run club with a, a thriving uh, youth section as well, mate. Doesn't yeah, it? that's right. And uh, their big game. We mentioned Bude before the interview. Yeah, their big game will be Boxing Day uh, when they yeah. get uh, to renew that rivalry with Bude. And I know uh, their manager uh, Dean Davis was keen on that game uh, this season. So we'll look out for that result. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one, mate. Best of luck to him. Okay, another game played last week, uh, this time on grass, was Falmouth at home to Weybridge. And uh, we've got the man who clinched it for the Bridgers, Callum Bertrand. 
yeah, it was uh, it was good to get the winning goal. Um, but I think more importantly, our team uh, team performance the last two games, uh, in fact, not just on Saturday, have been really crucial for us. Um, we've pulled out some big performances against some, you know, really good sides, some difficult places to go. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're still working as a team. Um, and those performances show. Yeah, I was surprised you beat Port Leaven, to be honest, the week before. So to, to win at Falmouth, you know, it was a it was a, a, a real bonus, I guess, wasn't it, for you? It was. Um, but, you know, we've we've worked hard and um, we've stayed disciplined uh, through the games. And, you know, I think um, we've out, outplayed, outsmarted our opponents and we deserve the, you know, the points that we got on Saturday, so... Now, conditions weren't the best, uh, but how was it actually for the players out there? Oh, it was really, really tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, down the far side was horrific to play in. You couldn't turn, you couldn't do anything. Uh, you know, it was it was it was quite horrible to play on. Which I'm, you know, no surprise that their game got, you know, called off uh, midweek. So, were you surprised it was actually on in the first place? We were, yeah, we were, we were all um, <clears throat> on Twitter in the morning expecting the game to be called off. And, you know, when it went ahead, I think we we're all, you know, quite shocked that it did go ahead. But, you know, we got to knuckle down and get on with it. You see, many, many years ago when I played, we used to play on that sort of pitch every Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you do <laughs> you do hear that a lot. And, you know, not, not so much now, uh, you know, it all gets... Uh, called off. I think uh, you know we were one of the uh, only teams uh, in Cornwall to play that weekend, so it was quite surprising. It was. But I, I bet you were all glad you did play it, though. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> After that result, uh, yeah, we're all uh, you know very glad that we uh, ended up playing the game. No, the 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 sad thing is that uh, I'm now going to remind you that actually it was Weybridge's first league win since August when you won it sticker. Um, it's been a long time coming though, hasn't it? It has, it has. I think um, you know we we have had a really you know tough start to the season and you know results show, but we you know we've let a few results slip away from us. You know some of the losses that we've you know, taken of, you know, been our, been our own fault. Um, but, you know, we're, we're always working hard and we're always trying. We've got such a, a great team. The morale is super high after Saturday. Um, so we can only, you know, improve, to be honest, and go on to the next next game. When Weybridge had a penalty saved and you went behind 3-2, did you think that was it? Your, your chance had gone? Yeah, it's, it's, it's happened a few times in our previous games where... Um, you know, we've gone ahead and we've let our lead slip. Um, and on Saturday, as soon as um, Kieran missed the pen and then they uh, scored, I, you know, I think we're all thinking, oh, God, you know, it's one of those games again. Mm. But we dug in, we dug in, we kept going and, you know, we grafted that result that you know, we wanted and I think we deserved. And now, come on, now's, now's your big moment. Talk us through that winning goal. <laughs> can you uh, remember much about it or not I, I honestly don't I don't I can't you know I don't remember being in this situation but it, I remember uh, you know Lloydie getting the ball and running forward and just making sure I could you know get get in a position where I'd be at some use and you know thankfully he got the ball uh, to me just before 
you know, he got tackled and I didn't even think about it. I took a little touch and just hit and hoped and, you know, I always try and work on if you're, you know, on the left side of the goal, you hit a low, low um, hard across and, you know, hopefully it goes in and, and this time, it, you know, it, it did. So, and after that, I think we're all just, you know, over the moon in the change rooms. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was such a, such a moment. Do you actually score many goals yourself or not? I well, I don't at the minute. No, I've been um, been stuck at left back, so it was uh, quite a relief, you know. To uh, I, well, I started um, up the pitch on against yeah. Porth Levin and scored. So hopefully, uh, it's a new new era for me, and I can uh, help the team a bit more out and score a few more goals. So, so what what's the thinking behind Paul Rowe then put, putting uh, what was it on Saturday? It was Sam uh, Sam Wickens left back, wasn't it, or sort of left. Backish, um, yes. What, what's the thinking behind pushing you a little bit more forward then? Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but um, I think uh, Sam Wickens has uh, been playing very well uh, for his college team uh, left back. So, um, and I think it's he's a young player. He's a you know a very talented young player, and it's only going to you know help him build experience even more playing uh, as a defensive role on the left side so it's exactly the same with me I started off at left mid and um, came back to left back and you you learn a lot you really do so hopefully you know he he follows the same footsteps and learns so and now you move on to Saturday's game uh, away at Godolphin uh, well you're going to beat them easily aren't you well (laughs) (laughs) easier said than done easier said than done (laughs) Um, after well, after our performance on Saturday, um, you know, I, I can only hope that you know we go on and beat uh, Godolphin. But you know, you never know in these leagues. You never know. It's a funny old game, as they say. But uh, I guess are you one of those that regularly go training, or or as Rowe said last week, you know, it, it's funny how the old excuses start flying in during the week. Do you, do you enjoy training or not? Um, I do well at the minute. I do struggle to uh, get to training, being in San Osso and you know um, my dad having training on the same days. But um, I do try, and you know when when we do go and the whole team's there, it you know it's the right laugh. You know we we you know we concentrate, we knuckle down, we get things done, and we learn a lot. You know from Roa and what he expects from us on the weekends. What sort of a manager is he? Because uh, he, he comes over quite jovial on the phone. Um, that's when I get a decent phone signal with him. But uh, is, that, is he like that in a change room or not? Well, I, 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 I don't have anything. I don't think I have anything bad to say about Rod. To be honest, I, you know, he, he's, he's. Well, that's your uh, place guaranteed for a couple more games. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's a guy that just you know loves everything about football. Everything he does is about football. His knowledge is, you know. Yeah, you know, second to none. And when you've got someone like that who's, you know, coaching you, managing you, training you, whatever it is, you know, you're going to learn, you're going to listen, you're going to respect his decision. So, you know, it. I think, I think he's a fantastic coach, and you know, you have uh, Robin Watt alongside of him as well, um, who's just as experienced. You know, yeah. knows loves the game a lot. So with them two, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't change them uh, for any for anyone at the minute. Well, you've saved them getting sacked for a couple more games anyway, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) Would you be a manager? I mean, seriously, would you be a manager? I mean, it's such a crazy job, isn't it? Well, I do help out um, my dad um, 
under 14s um i do a little bit of uh, coaching every now and again on the weekends and it is such a, a tough role to play you've got to try and please everyone and you can't do that all the time so you you know you've got to do what's right for the team um i think first so and people have to knuckle down and you know respect the manager's decision at the end of the day so which team does your dad manage them? Uh, he manages Charlestown under 14. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so football is in the family sort of thing, is it? Oh, yes. Yeah, there isn't a weekend that goes by where there's you know, no football. <laughs> right, well, good to hear you're enjoying it, Callum, and, uh, and great goal on Saturday. And um, how did you spend Saturday evening? Well, <laughs> I, th- I think we'll leave that to the imagination. <laughs> That's a good place to finish. <laughs> Thanks very much. Your Interesting stuff there from Callum Rappo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, mate. I, I know Callum, mate. He's another lad I know well, mate. He's, you know, big, big goal for him, mate. Getting the winner at Falmouth, mate, wasn't it? In front of the F Troop. That, you know, he's a lad I know well, mate. He, he was at Torquay... Under 13s, mate, with Jack. Um, right. Natural wide player. Yeah, really good natural wide player, Dave, with a with an eye for gold as well. You know, he's a good lad. It's good to see him moving forward again because, you know, he used to be an attacking midfielder, mate, you know, when he was a youngster, you know, like a kid. And then I saw lately, last couple of seasons, he's sort of been playing at left back. So, but he's a talented boy, Dave. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't let you down anywhere on the pitch, mate. You know, he's a, he's a good lad. And... Um, he always had sort of old head on young shoulders, really, Callum, mate, and good, great support from his dad, mate. You know, he's always there watching, and uh, yeah, he could play anywhere on the pitch. Great attitude that you don't always get with a young player these days, Dave. Yeah, and it sounds, well, as you touched on, uh, football's in the family of the Bertrands, isn't it, by the sounds of it? Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, I know, you know, his dad, <clears throat> um, yeah, was, he used to watch him every game for Torquay, mate. You know, he used to obviously try and watch Jack every game if I could, like, you know, I couldn't always do it because of work and stuff. But, yeah, Callum's dad was always there supporting him, mate. And like you say, you know, I think he runs that, the youth team as well, doesn't he, at Charlestown? So, mm. yeah, there's a lot of uh, football in the family there, mate. Of course, the unanswered question, though, was what did he get up to on Saturday evening? Oh, crikey, mate. I, I dread to think what these 21-year-olds are doing these days, Dave. Do <laughs> you? Didn't answer it, did he? So, no, he didn't, mate. It was obviously something he couldn't say on the uh, <laughs> podcast, mate, wasn't it? <laughs> I know what we used to do when we were 21, so fair play to him, mate. I expect he was celebrating, mate, wasn't he? Yeah. After that. OK. <laughs> and interesting, uh, he had some good comments about Rower, who, who we've uh, interviewed a, a few times, and, and Robin Watts, who, because uh, I was at the game, yeah. and uh, it was good to, to meet up with Robin again and uh, have a chat with him before the match. So it's... They yeah, seem to be doing a decent job. Yeah, they are, mate. Two good, you know, two two mates of mine actually, mate. Rower and Rob, mate. You know, I see Rob quite a bit, mate. You know, because I play vets with him, you know, on a Sunday. So I see him every few weeks at Aggie Vets, and that's still still fit as a fiddle, mate. Still still knocking it around, mate. Silky, silky at the back, mate. I, I said to him last week, actually, mate. I said you look like Virgil at the back, there, mate. And, <laughs> He went, oh, cheers, Rafa. I said, no, I meant the ones from the Thunderbirds. <laughs> yeah. How did I know that was coming? <laughs> yeah, I know, mate, yeah. He's he still got a laugh out of him, though. <laughs> but, 
no, he knows, no, you know, Rower and Rob, mate, they know their football, mate, certainly, don't they? You know, both really good coaches as well as sort of knowing local football inside out, Rob. So, um, Dave, so I think Rob and Rower, you know, do it. I think Weybridge are in a little bit of a false position, really, Dick. You know, I, you know, I think they, they're better than some of their results of, of sort of, you know, that we've seen this season, really, mate. I think, um, I think they'll finish a lot higher than they are at the minute, actually, Dave, I think. All right. Okay, well, yeah. let's let's move on. Uh, and after that sort of, uh, well, a statement, uh, what, what about one of our regular items? And it's uh, the better the week, Rappo. Uh, did you do any better this week on, on them or not? Dave, we had another, another well, it's the same old story, mate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting very tedious, <laughs> mate. But it, it's, oh, mate, we, we was waiting on one result again, Dave, and it lets go, mate. Well, we had three... Basically, had three out of four, mate. So, mm. so uh, I'm trying to find it here, no, mate. I mean, no, see, it was Arsenal that let us down, Dave. Well, there you go. Yeah, we had, no wonder, is it? Yeah. Oh, no, mate. Drew two all at home to Southampton, mate. I mean, unbelievable, Dave. Unlucky to do other, that. Like, well, yeah, it was, mate, in the end, wasn't it? That's right, Dave. I got on here, no, mate. We had, like, CSKA Moscow, didn't we, to be that Krylia Sovetev, mate. <laughs> they, they won. Um, Leipzig to beat Cologne, mate. I think they thrashed. Uh, they thrashed Cologne, mate. Borussia to win at Leganes, mate. They were lucky, oh, Dave. Actually, two one in mm. the end, one 0 down. Borussia, but to go top of the league, and then Arsenal, Southampton, Dave. You know, sixth against next to bottom, and you know, drew two all, Dave. It seems to be a theme, mate. On it, you know, I'm, if I do five, mate, I get four. If I do four, I get three. So, so that's why, Dave. I think. With your permission, mate, saying you're the boss, I think this is the last bet of the week, mate, I think. Well, and to be fair, we we did, you know, from the survey that we did a couple of weeks ago, this was probably the one item, (laughs) the one item that didn't get so much praise. Um, In fact, you know, one did pick up on and you know hoping one of the improvements would be your bet of the week but so i think the best way to, to improve it is to get rid of it <laughs> yeah exactly dave i mean we started it off mate you know to, well if you remember mate remember the first three weeks we did it i won three in a row didn't i yeah we were loading yeah that's it mate we was well up and i only did it mate you know to, to help you know because i'm not bad on the old betting mate you know and i thought you know i thought it would be a well, yeah, not lately, mate, obviously. But, but uh, see me darts bet the other week, Dave, I sent you. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable that was, mate. But, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, don't seem to be having the luck, really, Dave. You know, you seem to get one wrong. So, um, you know, we only did it to, to give the listeners a few quid, hopefully, mate. But, but really, mate, it's not worked out. I mean, we're 30 quid down over, sure. which I suppose over 42 episodes, Dave, ain't, bad, ain't that bad. No, nah, it's, it's not, not that bad, really, yeah. mate, if you can sort of be around even with the bookies, mate. So it's not all a failure. But, but yeah, I wanted to do it, mate, to to give the listeners a bit of a, a, a few quid, mate, in their pocket, but it's not worked out like that, Dave. So I think it's time to say goodbye, Dave, isn't it? I think, time to <laughs> say goodbye. Goodness. I bet you didn't know I couldn't sing, Dave, no, did you? what have you been on? You've been on the pop or some of this morning, haven't you? What? <laughs> All that I extra sleep you're getting, yeah. 
So have you actually prepared any for this week or Yeah, I have Dave. Well let's well, go out in style. Let's come on. Let's yeah. let's that's what that's what I'm hoping, mate. That's because we're thirty quid down, mate. We're thirty quid down. And obviously after this uh, usual fiver, mate, we'll be we'll be thirty five quid down. And I I've done a bet here, mate, and it's a fiver to win thirty eight. Ooh. So if we win, mate, we'll be three quid right. in profit to okay. end it. Right? Come on, then. That's the right, Dave. I got three on Saturday, mate, and three on Sunday. Ooh, I got six. six. No chance. I know, mate. Yeah, I know. That's, that's all <laughs> right. I have scoured, mate. I've scoured, and I want to go out in style. So I want to go out in profit, mate. So, right. right, mate. These are the three Saturdays, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I've got Chelsea to beat West Ham at home. I mean, I know Chelsea have played midweek, haven't they, in, in the Champions League, mate, haven't they? But, but West Ham are yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea 3-10, to 10, mate, home to beat West Ham. Then I've got Leeds United, mate. I mean, what Chelsea, they, they've won four out of the last five. West Ham have lost four out of the last five. So, um, And then I've got Leeds United 7-20 to 20 at home to Middlesbrough, mate. Leeds have won four straight, mate, four straight wins. Borough not one in six. Top versus third from bottom. Right. Okay. So, yeah, Sounds please. good. Um, yeah. Last one, mate. It's Alaves, mate. Thirteenth in La Liga against a resurgent Real Madrid, mate. They've just gone equal top with Barca, mate, on twenty-eight points. So Real back to a bit of form. Even Bale's uh, had a good couple of games for him, mate, when he's come on last couple of games. So. Yeah, they're level with Barca, mate, on 28 points. So I think both of them will want to win this weekend. And mm-hmm. Alaves are really inconsistent in 13th. So they're one to two, Dave. So I thought that was a good price mm-hmm. for Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah, don't often get that for Real Madrid. So I've gone for that as well, mate, okay. away win. And then on the Sunday, Dave, <clears throat> I've gone for Dwar. It's got to be two bankers, mate. Got to be. I mean, <laughs> Juventus, mate. Juventus, top. Versus 14th place Sassuolo. Remember Sassuolo, mate? Sassuolo. They're, yeah, they're 14th, mate. Really mm. inconsistent. Juve top, mate. Ronaldo's back. One to three. Um, Inter Milan, mate. Hot on Juventus's heels, mate, in second. Going well under Conti, mate. Um, they're, uh, well, they're four wins in a row, mate. And Spau against Spau, mate, or Spall. The commentators both pronounce it differently, the ones I watch, mate. But <laughs> Inter against Spool, yeah, mate, yeah. the 19th, day next to bottom, yeah. Right. I think they'll probably, they're one of them yo yo teams, Dave, you know, keep going up and down. But, but um, yeah, so that's basically second against 19. So they're one to three, like that. I mean, there's got to be two bankers if ever there was any, Dave. Um, and the last one, mate, I've gone for Leicester, mate, at home to Everton. I mean, Leicester are flying, mate, second mm. against 16th. So, Everton going through a bad spell, mate. I mean, the manager could be gone on Monday, mate, if they lose that one, I think, couldn't he? Mm. Marco Silva, mate, he yeah. could be gone on Monday, I think. But um, David Morris has uh, been linked with it, isn't he, again? He is, mate, yeah. He's one of the names, mate, yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd like to see Moisey back there. I thought he was harshly treated at United, mate. You know, give the bloke a six-year contract and sack him after eight months. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. What you know? Why? That's a crazy world of football, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But but I know anyone was going to struggle following Fergie, mate, wouldn't they? You know, he needed mm. to have a year or two. But um, but yeah, I'd like to see Moyes back there, Dave. You know, he's uh, 
But yeah, Leicester are flying under Brendan Rodgers, mate, and they second place in the table, five straight wins, already on fire, mate. Right. Already on fire. So uh, that's it, Dave. That's the six, mate. So that's your um, six. That's... So just to recap, yeah. three on Saturday, three on Sunday, the three on yeah. Saturday are Chelsea, Leeds United and Real Madrid. And on yeah. Sunday, Juventus, Inter Milan and Leicester. So uh, that's, that's the ones, Dave. And we end up with 38 quid from a £5 bet. And uh, anything to avoid Rappo's singing. <laughs> just want to do a bit of background, Dave. Yeah. Do, do you want to just carry on singing about it whilst I just lead us into the next uh, item? Yeah. Yeah. Could just carry on yeah, yeah. in the background. <coughs> just hear me. Um, yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. Time to... Okay, something a bit different this week. If you're at a club, have you ever fancied having your game filmed for perhaps a special occasion? And it's got to be better than Rappo singing, and he didn't even last the whole bit. Come on, Rappo, get off. That's the only words I know from that song, though. <laughs> anyway, here is, and uh, no, Adam Heap, even. Right, well, I've got um, Adam Heap on now. Now, he's the um, he's running a business, Top Hat Films. And, uh, well, I think you've got in mind... Well, as, as well as that, Adam, you, you're still involved with the Salt Ash, uh, Ashes media side as well, aren't you? So tell us a bit about wh- what, you're, what you're doing, what you've done, and what you're aiming to do. Well, what I have been doing is working with Salt Ash United, mostly with the media side of things. So I'm sure... Some people might have seen the YouTube channel and the, the Facebook pages and all that. Um, the YouTube channel has highlights of a lot of the games, mm-hmm. the, the, what I call highlight packages. So they're usually between 10 and 20 minutes. And I, I, I go to games, record them, throw them together with a few fancy flourishes, as it were. And um, I, I recently came out of the forces, so that was my first thing when I came out. And what I'm trying to do now is start my own business. So basically become self-employed, almost a freelancer at this stage. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to step back a bit from specifically Saltash and, and branch out across Devon and Cornwall. Take my filming equipment to other grounds. I'm sure people might have seen the St. Anne's Chapel game that I went to film against Gunners Lake Reserves, mm-hmm. which I thought was, that was a good fun game, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I'd, I'd rarely been to the, the smaller clubs. I mean, I'd seen them against Saltash United Thirds, which was a thrilling game. I wish I'd taken my camera to that one instead. Yeah. So the, the idea is that you don't need massive amounts of equipment or to be up a gantry or that sort of thing to be able to do this. You, you, in theory, you could do it at, well, almost any ground in Cornwall. Yeah, that, that's the whole reason I went to... Well, not the whole reason, but one of the big reasons I went down to St Anne's Chapel was to show I can come to any ground in Devon and Cornwall and and do what I do, because Saltash have the TV tower, which allows me to get up and film from above, you know, quite a good angle yeah. and catch a lot of the game. But clubs like St Anne's Chapel don't have TV towers. <laughs> and... Uh, 
So I have to work on... Sort they're of lucky to have showers, let alone a TV tower. They're lucky to have <laughs> exactly, hot water. Yeah. But, uh, OK. And, and uh, yeah, for anyone who's not seen it, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, St Anne's Chapel against Gunners Lake Reserves. The highlights, well, I know they're on the forum, the Cornwall Football Forum, on the Dutchy uh, um, thread, uh, but they're on your YouTube channel as well aren't they um is that yeah i recently started yeah it's, it's just called top hat films and if uh, if you just search up st anne's chapel yeah uh, or gun is late reserves it should be one of the first videos that comes up right so that's where a lot of my stuff will be going i'm going to be working it's not just going to be football stuff on there as well there's going to be um stuff for like the Saltash Christmas Festival that's coming up next week. And also, um, here's a little plug for you. Also, if anyone wants to receive a message from Santa Claus, there's a little, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a piece on there already for that, isn't there? Which I quite yeah, enjoyed yeah, watching. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I was quite happy with that idea, really. So I sit in front of a green screen dressed as Santa Claus. And I, I've done Santa's grottas before, so I'm not just some, get out of there put a silly beard on just, it's not that you just like dressing up or anything yeah i i was thinking at one point of actually becoming a a, a professional santa claus <laughs> maybe, maybe something still for the future who knows i may be doing may, may end up doing santa's grottos at some of the clubhouses <laughs> during christmas time or something like that's in the corner oh uh, right but, but uh but this, uh, going back to it, when they find it on the, uh, the this St. Anne's Chapel game, the details of, I mean, obviously this is going to um, cost uh, people if they want to have these packages. Uh, the, the prices are on there, aren't they listed? So uh, so people can see. I mean, and, and you know, why, why should anyone want to have, you know, your services? It's memories, isn't it? I mean, if... If I put it in, I put myself in their shoes. So if I'm a player, and if I scored a, a brilliant goal or something, you know, from the halfway line, proper screamer, I would have loved it if I could look back in 30 years' time, maybe show it to my kids or or, or whatever, or if, it, or if it's a big game, particularly for the club, and they want to capture the highlights. Um, it's just one of those things. It's it, you don't just forget it; it stays there forever. You can always watch it. I think one of my the best goals I've ever actually filmed while doing this was when Saltash played Bodmin, and it was um, Talon God, Mitchell. What, what was it? Talon was Mitchell, Mitchell the yeah, free kick, his, yeah. his free kick, and I, I caught it from a really good angle as well. So you saw all of it, and it was a a beautiful free kick. And of course, um, I, I uploaded that video, and soon after, Bodmin had um, snatched that particular clip, and you know, uh, <laughs> throwing it around saying. Yeah, look at this, look at Tal Mitchell's goal. So it's useful for the clubs in general. It's it's good for the players because if they have a really good moment, I mean, they could have a really bad game and never want to see it again, but that's one of the chances you take, I suppose. That's right, yeah. Take the rough with the smooth. And uh, I, I quite like the idea that, I don't know whether you've seen it, but um, Rappo put on the, on that thread on the forum that, um, that actually, you know, it's well worth the money and... and you know, if you had the whole squad, you know, chipping in to pay for it sort of thing, it's only, a, you know, sort of a five or a go and that sort of thing, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. if you look at it that way, it's not that expensive. Yeah. Or you could um, you could almost like a, a crowdfund thing, because a lot of the clubs say at um, Saltash's level, the Southwestern Premier uh, Peninsula League, just 
one pound from each supporter would 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 pay for it. Mm. It's um it is eighty pounds per the whole package. So the whole package would include me turning up, filming, um, taking it back and editing it. I've had years and years of editing experience. I absolutely love doing it most of the time, unless the computer crashes. <laughs> but it's it's not just the highlights packages as well. I can do all sorts of stuff. I did a lot of the like, graphic design stuff for Soltash United. And one of the uh, the deals I'd like to put forward to people is for, I believe it's 20, 20 pounds a month, I do a month's worth of fixture advertisements. Much like I did for Soltash United, so that includes individual match advertisements and then one big, this is what we've got on this month. Right. So how do people get hold of you, then? You could contact me. I've got email addresses. I uh, tend to put them one to. I'm, uh, I'm trying to move on to this one now, which is just Top Hat Films, all one word, tophatfilms at yahoo.com. So if you email me there, you can get in touch. I tend to reply within a couple of hours at least. Uh, apart from that, the details are on the YouTube page. I've got a Facebook page as well, Top Hat Films. Slowly starting to build an audience there, audience there, but yeah, it's it's a case of me trying to get my name out there at the moment because very new to it, and the uh, there's always people advertising things, and you don't want to be seen as spam, really. No. Okay. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. You actually commented on the uh, Sinan's Chapel versus Gunners Lake game on the forum, didn't you, Rappo? Uh, of, uh, that was filmed by um, by Adam. Yeah, I did, Dave. Yeah, I, th- I thought. Um... You know, I thought it was a good idea, mate. You know, I thought it was, uh, well, it's a brilliant idea, really, mate, to, you know, to, um, sorry, Dave, I've lost my notes here. Yeah, I can tell. I, I can hear you fumbling there. Uh, yeah, your paperwork. I've written something down. Yeah, I've, wrote, I've written something down about it, mate, and I've, I've lost it somewhere. <laughs> it was that it, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, mate, Adam. That's what I've got it here, mate. I, <laughs> We are so polished, aren't we, at this? Yeah, Yeah, it It shows that we're going out live, Dave, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No wonder we didn't um, get nominated for the best football podcast in the country. Did we not, mate? No, couldn't understand that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't know whether to put Adam or Top Hat, mate, but I ended up putting Adam Top Hat. (laughs) <laughs> but, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, obviously not his name, but um, but yeah, like you said, mate, I, I, I did. I watched that St Anne's game, Dave, on the you know on the forum, and, and I thought it was great, mate, to watch a watch a game at that level. You know, yeah, it's one well, a bad little game of football, mate, was it? But but like you said, mate, you know, good point. If it, if a team's you know got a cup final or a big game, I mean, eighty quid, mate, it's, it's not that much between say. You know, I've scored a 16, Dave, isn't it? Mm. I mean, scored a 16, 80 quid, that's a fiver each, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you've got a cup final, say for a junior side, mate, a Dutchy side, say, Dave, has got a cup final at, say, a venue like St. Blazy, mate, they might want to remember that, you know, fiver each between the lads, mate. You've got a, you've got a copy of the final, you can keep forever, Dave, haven't you? So, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's a great idea, mate. Great idea. And uh, not not too not too expensive either. You know, mm-hmm. to get a nice little highlights package, mate, for sort of twenty five minutes, mate. If your your finals uh, for a fiver, you know, good value, Dave. I'd say. You on commission, are you, or what? <laughs> no, nah, I'm all for uh, people. Um, and like you know, like Adam said, 
Stephen is interviewed, didn't he? He said he's, you know, he's been doing the salt ash mm. highlights and that, and they're like sort of top quality, mate, aren't they? Really, mm. you know, he's done a fantastic job with it, mate. So it's a, it's a pretty, uh, well, it's a dynamic polished, mate. It's a pretty professional job that he's doing, and and a nice memory for any anyone to keep, mate, team or player, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Over to you then now with your St. Pyrrhon League run through. Another Saturday yeah. blighted by the weather, but um, more so in the okay. east than the west, wasn't it? That's exactly what I put, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you've, uh, you've trumped me again. Could mate. I write your <laughs> script for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not copying you, mate, but that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically another wall shaped each, you know. I mean, didn't have bucket day, mate, didn't it? Friday and Saturday, so. I'm I mean, Thursday. like you said, oh, crikey, mate, yeah, only only one game on in the East East Division. And that's where the old faithful, mate, you know, the old 3G or mm. 4G pitches, mate, at Salt Mills, Salt Ash. I mean, you know, the old faithful, mate, they, they've managed to keep their games on, mate, Salt Ash Borough. And that game saw the hosts lose 2-0 to Morwenstow, mate, who mm. we've uh, already spoke to, mate, on yeah. me today. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and they, uh, who actually moved up to seventh with, with those three points, mate. So, so a good day for them. Um, goals from Matthew Carter and Gary Walter, mate, uh, gave them the win. Norman Foster won't play in those. Wasn't he? He would have scored. Uh, right. No, he won't. I did check the team sheet, mate. He, he didn't <laughs> play, so. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the East game, Dave. And, and like you say, it was three in the West Division, mate. Um, three games managed to survive. Uh, pre-season title favourites, they winners of the combo for the last two years, uh, Parent Porth. They've moved up to fourth now um, with a resounding 5-0 win over Mullion. Very impressive win, that. Mullion are quite a... Well, actually, they've been letting in a few goals lately, mate. They're 5-4 at some day last week, mate, wasn't it? But, but they look quite solid when I watched them. But... Um, Ben Lawrence had a had a brace in that one, mate. Uh, our friend, mate, our, our little winger, Terry Campbell, had another. All right. Um, talented Scotsman, mate, Paul Robbo Robertson. Robbo had another one, mate. I don't know if Robbo's at Parent full-time now, mate, from St. Dennis, is he? I don't, I don't know, actually. Yeah, he seemed to have played the last few games from, but St. Dennis have had a few off, mate. Yeah. Mate, so I don't know if yeah, not sure. But um, and sub mate, my old mate Matt Roberts, mate. Um, he come on a sub and, and they all found the net, mate, in a in a good five 0 win over Mullion. Um, hail, mate. Uh, Greg's have got the game on again, mate. At Jurassic Park, working his miracles down there, mate. What you know, what a groundsman he is, mate. Greg's Ian Gregory. Um, but hail, mate, and and they stayed fifth, uh, but dropped a couple of own points against Mosel, Dave. It won't be too... Probably might have wished they never played in the end, but um, T- Toby Angwin, excellent just, um, and Cameron Irish, mate, with his 14th for the season for Hale. And the scorers for Mosel, mate, uh, they replied through Tom Hands and Michael Fitchett. Did Michael Fitchett, Dave, you know we watched the Junior Cup final, didn't we, at Hale? Last season, yeah, Michael. Yeah, oh yeah, that, of, that, yes, the name the does lad up front, sound, Yeah, that's right. Sounds yeah, familiar. It's all lad up. Yeah, I think we mentioned him a few. T- quite impressed with him, mate. Won't we? He did quite a good job against Wets and that mate, didn't he? On the yeah. day, you know, he's quite a big, tall lad and took his goal well. Um, but yeah, he's, he must like Ailes' pitch, Dave, because he scored again, mate. So <laughs> Michael Fitchett and Tom Hands for the seat replying for the seagulls. 
in a match well rest, mate, as ever by Mr. George Patterson, apparently, mate. Mm-hmm. What a rest, George. Is. Uh, and then the last game, mate, St. Ives kept their place in the top six by beating St. Agnes 4-1 at the Saltings, mate. You know, they've got that great home record down there, haven't they? And uh, Andrew Barry, Anthony Cornish, and another two, mate, for Ross Duncan to take his own tally to... 13 for the season, won the points for for the Hakes, mate, on the day. For the who? The Hakes, mate, St Ives. The Hakes? Did you know that one, mate? The Hakes. Well, H-A-K-E, yes. Yeah, yeah, the Hakes. No, I didn't realise that. I only know it, mate, because obviously I I used to speak to St Ives every week, you know, when I was doing the combo, mate, and I only sort of come across the nickname through that, really, mate. But um, So why are yeah. they called that? Why is that their nickname? I'm not sure, mate. You know, some sort of uh, fish, mate. <laughs> is it a fish, mate? A hake? Well, well yeah, a, a hake yeah. is a fish, but I can't... Yeah. Mm. I know the rugby club, they've got the same nickname, mate, St Ives Rugby Club as well. So. Oh, have they? Yeah. Did you know Power and Paul's, mate, are the Pilchards, mate? Did you know that? Uh, I think in the back of my mind I did, although if you'd yeah. asked me, I couldn't have answered that. But, uh, no. So I, should have gave, I should have given you a quiz, Dave, shouldn't I? <laughs> on, uh, on club nicknames, back, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> There's not much you don't know, mate, but... Uh, <laughs> the Hakes. Yeah. So it's got to be the something Hakes, to mate, do with the town, isn't it, if the rugby club is also... Um, yeah, nickname yeah. That. we'll have to look into that one. Crikey, yeah. lots of things we're going to have to look into this week before next week. But uh... that's right, mate. Interesting one, mate. Interesting right. one. Glad, yeah. glad I've come out up with a couple to Fox, you mate. <laughs> not like you, not to know uh, anything about Cornish football, mate. But, um, but uh, yeah, no team of the week, Dave. I don't think, <laughs> mate. Do you? I mean, four four games is nah, not worth it. Again. Not worth it, is it? It's not, mate. It's no. not, is it? But. But uh, this week, Dave... Um, yeah, where we got Matt- special to look forward to this weekend? Yeah, well... Oh, <laughs> we got... Um, what's it, mate? Storm Sebastian, isn't it, mate? Is on the way, is it? Storm uh, Sebastian? <laughs> on Friday. Who's he play for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Sebastian Coe, mate, but, um, yeah, apparently he's on the way, isn't it, for the weekend, so... But we'll 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 go for a mate yep. in hope in hope day. Um, the East, mate. I think definitely match of the day in the East, mate, is uh, St Morgan v St Austell day. I think that one will be a, mm-hmm. a Trevarian holiday pot, uh, mate. St Morgan. That'd be a nice Austell. one, wouldn't it? It will, wouldn't it, mate? Crikey, if the <laughs> wind's blowing, then uh, yeah. But uh, battle with the Saints, mate. You know, new into the league. St Morgan doing brilliant, and obviously St Austell top of the league, mate. Everyone's favourite for the league, so be a good game. Um, and in the West, mate, hopefully the man with no nickname might score a goal for St Morgan, mate. Craig Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure Mark's got some tactics up his sleeve for St Austell, mate. Anyway, with his, his free scoring attack that he's got, so could be a few goals in that game, mate. But uh, that's me uh, picking the East day. And in the West, mate, you've got a choice, really. They choice of Falmouth v St Ives could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, top six, mate. Um, Penryn v Luggan or Redruth United v St Day, mate. Local Derby at Clyde Croft. Mm. Only a couple of miles between the two grounds, mate. Redruth and St Day. Couple of miles, um, but quite a few places in the league table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. St Day, you know, they're a quality team, Dave, aren't they? And 
you know, Woodruff, you know, good club, mate. They've improved the facilities down there over the last few seasons, mate. Collider, you know, they were the mm. dugouts and the box nets, mate, <laughs> and the pitch, you know, and the the barriers and everything, mate. You know, Woodruff have worked hard, mate. They've got a vets team now, Dave, as well. You know, they, you know, they are hard-working clubs, so. Best of luck to them, mate. But yeah, it'll be a big ask, I think, mate, against St. Bay, wouldn't it? Local derby there. But, mm. but um, and uh, and we need a miracle with the weather, Dave. That'd be yes, nice as well. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, yes. But, Fingers crossed that um, yeah. the weather doesn't uh, deplete the league schedule this Saturday as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Okay, so you're done. That's it, Dave. That's all there is, mate. Four games, mate. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> Can't be helped. Yeah. No. Right. So, back to our interviews. Now, Rappo, can you remember the summer of 86? Yeah, remember it well, mate. Great summer, Dave. But, well, apart from Maradona's handball, mate, wasn't it? He ruined <laughs> it a little bit, didn't he? But, yeah. Yeah, good summer, 86, Dave. 18, right. was I? 19? You're lovely. Oh, blimey. Right. Yeah. So, Teenager. anyway... Anyway, the reason I ask you that is because I met up with Cornwall FA's David Bray this week, uh, more so for the Nostalgia podcast series that we do. Um, but uh, So here's a taster of our chat. 1986, summer of 86, had a phone call from Tristan Scott, who said to me, would I like to get involved with the county? I was then the secretary, and I was the founder mem- helping uh, with founder membership in 1967 of Riviera Coasters and uh, 86 uh, I had this phone call from Tristan to say would I like to come on the county as the county youth secretary Uh, of course in those days you couldn't be part of a club as well as serve on the county Uh, that was the way it was in those days so I had to sever my links with coasters and I thought yeah I'll I'll, I'll have a go I'll, I'll take it on I'll I'll see how it goes. I'd, I'd done coasters for 20-odd years. So um, I came on as a county youth secretary. And there I stayed and ran the county under-18s, the Luke Cup, Rathbone Trophy, did all the affiliations, insurance, and whatever, uh, with the youth set up for, on the county. And that continued really up until, I suppose, about uh, two or three years ago when the office decided that uh, they were going to disband the, the youth and... Um, run it all under one umbrella, uh, under the go- uh, which Richard Pallet looked after. So the youth section as, as a separate entity, but also sort of clipped to the side of the CCFA, um, ceased to be. So I'd done those 30 years. So uh, but it, initially, yes, it was Tristan who got me involved, yeah. Right. Yeah. As you said, you, you've been mostly involved with the youth um uh, teams that have come up yeah. through. Uh, I guess you've seen a lot of good players in your time. Uh, yeah, very much the, so. The county rankings. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to think the other day of what players had come through the county youth side at 18 and went on to play professionally. Uh, not so many, really, because they get snapped up at an earlier age. Your Cornish There's more to, to hear from David in the full recording, which uh, all be well will be coming out on Sunday. But a great servant to Cornish football rapper, isn't he? Uh, fantastic, Dave, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I played for the county youth, Dave, in 84 and 85, just before Dave took over, mate, in 86, which was a shame, mate, because he's a top bloke, mate. You know, it would have been good to 
spend a bit of time with him, mate. But I managed to do it later on, you know, on the county senior team and that. But yeah, what a character, Dave. You know, such a lovely bloke, mate, Dave. And always good to chat to, mate. Interesting guy. And yeah, always a, a good bloke to be around, mate. Just like yourself, mate. Just like yourself. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for that. So, well, mate. And he, yes, he, in fact, he did mention to me that he often sees you in Asda and you, you know, you're always uh, quite matey with him. <laughs> yeah, mate, he's, he's a star, mate. Yeah, but yeah, that's probably the only time I see Dave, mate, mate, is in the, in the supermarket, mate. He's shopping. <laughs> yeah, mate, I know it is, but yeah, shopping. No, yeah, shopping, but, not yeah. shocking, shopping. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, great, great guy, mate, isn't he? Lovely bloke, mate. Gentleman, gentleman. Okay, back to the interviews. Uh, uh, is this guy another gentleman or not? Uh, who we got next, Dave? Oh. Who we got next? He's back with the interviews. Let's have a look, mate. The iPad stool, Dave. Uh, I'll tell you who it is. It's Phil Hiscock, Secretary of the South West oh, yeah. Peninsula League. Uh, yeah. And legend, another. He's a legend, is he? Right. Uh, yeah. But it's been another quiet week on the pitch for Phil and the Peninsula League. Yes. Yeah. All rather depressing, isn't it? Uh, the, only three games played last Saturday, um, and the weather forecast for Saturday morning this week doesn't look an awful lot better. So it's uh, far too many hours in front of the computer rearranging fixtures for not enough hours watching football on the pitch. No, that's right. Um, before we we talk about um, Saturday and, and that sort of thing, uh, not so good news for Godolphin, um, of course, on Wednesday. Uh, being unable to raise a side to travel uh, for the Cornwall Charity Cup game at Saltash. Yeah, disappointing, disappointing. Um, and of course, it's, it's the second one this season. Um, it's not my competition, so no. it's not right for me to, to, to make too many aspersions. But um, clearly, it, it's it's not been a great relaunch at the Charity Cup this year uh, for all sorts of reasons. And uh, it, it's a real shame. Um mm. Um, but obviously that's something that Cornwall FA will have to have a look into, um, certainly ahead of next season. Yeah. Now, some good news. Some initiative being shown by uh, Liscard and St Alstor to get their game uh, brought forward this weekend from Saturday to Friday. Uh, obviously, you've been involved in in that. How difficult actually was it to do? Um, it wasn't too difficult once you had the cooperation. Uh, there were actually a couple of games that were potentially going to to be switched. Uh, that one w- was fairly straightforward on the basis that Liscard, as the host club, were happy to do it. St Austell, as the club travelling, were happy to do it. Um, and the match officials were also um, happy, certainly two of the three, readily confirmed, and the other one should confirm. Uh, but if not, we've only, we've only got to sort of find one on a Friday night to, to complete the set. So that's, you know, it, it wasn't going to stop it happening. Um, there was, I won't embarrass the, the, the club for the other one. There was another one where the away club would have had to travel substantially further, and they've said no. Mm. Uh, and I obviously have to respect that because uh, people have got arrangements and things. So it, it's not a, an answer for everybody. And it, it, in some ways, it's, it's that sort of grey area of, of being able to do things a little bit off tangent. Officially, I've got under the rules, it, it's illegal. Um, you shouldn't be able to change a fixture without six days' notice. Oh right. Um, that's the you know the, the black and white FA rule. But um, I've always been a great believer in the first rule of everything in, in life is common sense. Yeah. Uh, and if if uh, all three parties are happy and it gets the game played, then uh, 
you know, I'll do it this time. I've done it in the past. And, uh, you know, if need be, I'll do it again in the future. Yeah. And the other angle, uh, I think, is also that the supporters and football followers know that the game's been changed. So it's important to get the word out as well, isn't it? Because it's all very... Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I, no, I know no. it's the team's priority to do it, mm. but there are some of us that like to watch a game and like to know about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and certainly yesterday, um, I, there was some sort of talk at lunchtime of announcing it, and I, I just got them to hold fire a little bit because I wanted to just double-check on the match officials and... Uh, that needed to be done before I, I went public with it. Um, but at least being able to give 48 hours notice. And, of course, the, the one advantage today compared to years ago is, is social media and things means that you can spread the word a lot better than when people just, perhaps just relied on a newspaper listing once a week. Yeah. It's one of those occasions when actually social media comes to its uh, forefront, isn't it? It is indeed, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank heaven, thank heaven. So that's fantastic. just to, to, to remind everyone, um, it's Liscard against St Austell Lux Park uh, in the Peninsula West Friday evening and a 7.30 kickoff. 7.30 kickoff, yep. Right. Yep, hope to be there, uh, although uh, obviously like all of us, we have to make, change our arrangements, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to make some arrangements to be there. Yeah, well that's my next question actually, is uh, where are you planning on being this weekend? Now obviously you're going to be hopefully at uh, Lux Park on Friday, what about Saturday? Uh, Saturday, I mean, having looked at the forecast, I realised that I'm going to be another Saturday morning where I'm going to be sort of tied to my desk uh, probably for quite a few hours, um, so all things being equal and with the weather, if it does behave. And, and there is a slight hint in the forecast that it, it might, um, the rain might take longer to arrive in my neck of the woods than it does in, in Cornwall. Um, credit to United versus Dodwalls in the Watsley Parsons Cup is my sort of first choice, uh, chance right. to see Dodwalls. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that falls by the wayside, I, I probably go back to my good old fallback of I'll go wherever's on. <laughs> Wherever's left on. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, I have got I have got tickets for Sunday though, so at least I can, uh, I can see a game What's of football on Sunday. Who's that then? Uh, Exeter City versus Hartlepool United in the FA Cup. Ah, right. That's uh, one of the Sunday afternoon um, BBC games yep. in the FA Cup. I know Argyle are away, away at Bristol Rovers is one of the eight as well. Right. Uh, but, uh, oh well, good to know that you're, you're at least going to get some football, well hopefully get some football over the weekend, surely that would be called off. But, well, good to speak to you again Phil. Uh, not too much to talk about this week unless you've got anything else you want to mention but um, I, I think that's pretty much it isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but just one perhaps one little reminder, there are um, Walsey Parsons Cup games on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Um and the forecast from Sunday after Sunday afternoon onwards does look a little bit better. So a uh, little plug out that there are games in the cup and I'm very quickly checking <laughs> make sure I've got my facts right. On Tuesday, Callington versus Millbrook and Elmore versus Dartmouth. And on Wednesday, St. Blasey versus Elberton for a place in the last eight, and Bodmin versus Helston for a place in the last 16. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Well <laughs> no said. Worries. And we'll speak next week. Will do. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Let's hope it's a shrewd move by Liscard uh, to switch a game to Friday night, eh? Yeah, good idea that day, isn't it? You know, like, it had sort of one eye on the weather, mate, and well, we were just talking about the weather, mate, when we were off air and that, and, you know, Friday's meant to be all right, mate, isn't it? But obviously, we're in for a pretty shocking overnight Friday and Saturday morning, aren't we? So, but yeah, so it could be a really shrewd move, Dave, yeah, Lux Park, mate. Mm. Going, mate? Are you going? 
I think I might might well take the trip up to Lux Park. Yeah, so uh, yeah. be a nice little evening. Yeah, might see you there, mate. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Good day. Yeah, good game, that. Good, good idea. So that's like the old Friday night football. Yeah, that's right. That that's a good idea. But uh, yeah. what wasn't so good this week was obviously uh, uh, the the news about Godolphin. Uh, Sign of the times, yeah. I think, uh, with not being able to get enough players. Now, is it now? Am I being unfair to players by suggesting that they saw who the opposition was, didn't fancy yeah. it? No, yeah, I, I think you're totally right, Dave. You know, it's, it's you know you, what you're struggling, mate. Do you really want to go up to probably the best team in the league at the minute and midweek on a cold, wet Tuesday or Wednesday night? Was it, mate? Wednesday, uh, and, um, yeah. Wednesday night, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go up there, mate, and, and sort of lose eight or nine nil? Do you? I mean, no, nah, I think you're spot on, Dave. I feel sorry for Tanya, mate. You know all the hard work she's done at Godolphin, mate. You know to get them where they are, but they've lost a lot of players, Dave, haven't they? And mm. I think Sids has come in there, mate. We spoke to Sids, haven't we, a couple of yeah. times this season. You know he's doing his best, mate. You know, you, but sometimes you can't make a silk purse out of a. Sow's ear, Dave. Couldn't you? you know? You, there's only so many players around, isn't there? And um, you know, I suppose playing for the G ain't the most attractive proposition if you're a top player, is it? At the minute, mate. I suppose. Yeah. Well, it could be an interesting Boxing Day match, couldn't it? Uh, between those two. Yeah. Yeah. Crikey, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I think both on both teams. I think <laughs> Nuki and good old mate. I think the players both on. All 22 players would have played for both teams near enough, though, I think, haven't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bit yeah. of familiarity there, mate, I think. But. That's right. OK, yeah. so, uh, well, let's move on, do the predictions. Um, a small handful of games across the county that we've chosen, five this week, um, starting with the Peninsula West. But first of all, did we get any games played last week or not? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that to you, Dave. Actually, we had four games, didn't we, last week, yeah. mate, in Hope, didn't we? And uh, only one of them survived, Dave. So <laughs> Which one that was that? West Cornwall, West Cornwall against Southgate Seniors in uh, the Junior right. Cup. Yeah, I mean, we both got it. Well, we both had a West Cornwall win, but not 5-4 after extra time, Dave. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we, I think you had a 3-1, I had a 4-2, but... Ended up five four, mate. So okay. yeah, that's one you ain't going to get right. I don't think, is it? So, so it's still six uh, two to you, Dave. Sorry, what was that score? Right, well let's see if you can uh, catch up some of that um, yeah. First game this week Callington against Blazy in the Princeton League West Yeah Your go? go it, I think it yeah, could I think be so, mate. Yeah, I think you went first last week, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. well, both teams though, I mean, checkered sort of seasons, mate but, but both had one nil wins last time out, mate Callington beat Wendram one nil, and Blazy won one nil at this court, didn't they? In mm. that in that controversial game at Luxport. So, so yeah, both had good one nil wins. So I've seen some Blazy a couple of times, obviously, because they're just down the road. But not seen Callington seem to have picked up a bit. So I'm going for a narrow away win, three two to Blazy. Oh, I've gone with the same score line. But to the other side. Oh, have you, mate? Yeah. Oh, nice one. Kind of yeah. to win 3 2. 
Yeah, could be could be like that, mate, can it? I think it's one of them games could go either way, mate, but going for the local team, I am. That's if it's on. That must be one of... There's certain pitches you know stand a, le, a, a less chance of being on than others, isn't it? And Callington's got to be yeah. one of those that will be a, an early game off if yeah. it is called off. So uh, that, That's right, mate. So we'll Marshfield, at, mate. Yes. Marshfield could, could be marshy, mate. They, they could have named it something different, couldn't they, really, in Marshfield? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What's, what's Paramiles ground called? Yes, uh, St George's, mate. St George's playing field, mate. Paramwell. I've, um, I've had a few games on that pitch, mate. Is it St George or King George? Oh, King George, actually, mate. You're right. Sorry, Dave. It's King George V, mate, actually. Yeah. There is a sign as you go in the gate, though, a big metal sign. Well, why did you um, get it yeah, wrong, then? Yeah, no, I should. I've played on there about 50 times, mate. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm not that observant, obviously, mate. But, but now you say it, mate, you have, uh, yeah, you have sort of rocked my memory. Yeah, yeah. King George V playing field, it is. Right. Mate, well, well, on the playing field, um, <laughs> it's Paramore against Helston Athletic Reserves in the uh, Superior League West. And, um, well, Paramore struggling to. To, yeah. Well, they haven't got a win yet, have they? Eight games played in the league um, and still without a win, so uh, not going quite so well for them at the moment. Um, now, Helston Athletic, which I think I think we all thought Helston might do a bit better because uh, they might get a bit of a, a follow-on from the first team having a stronger squad this season, but it doesn't seem to have worked out for them so far. They're, they're struggling to get wins as well. So, so oh, this is a tricky one why did I choose this one because I don't know what the outcome's going to be I, I'm going with a Paranwell 1 Helston 3 oh I've, I've gone the same way Dave I, uh, you know I didn't didn't want to because obviously Paranwell one of the old teams and the old mate Fish you know manager with Reese there mate you know a couple of old mates and that but I mean it's the bottom I mean they've had some shocking injury problems mate and, and else, like you say mate Helston are 12 so I think they're both in false league positions, Dave. I, I would. <laughs> you keep I would saying be, that. Yeah, I think, mate. I, I, I would put a bet on it, mate. They won't be in those positions at the end of the season, mate. But, but, um, but no. But do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Dave Alston put half their first team out and beat Paramount five 0 Oh yes, didn't they? Yeah, that's remember true. Remember that? Yeah. So yeah. So I think you know. I think Fisher will have Paramount up for it, mate, for on a bit of a revenge mission. But. Um, but like you say, mate, Alston's a thriving club with a massive talented players, mate, in it over the sort of three teams. So I think Alston might just nick it, mate. Um, I'll go 2-1, Dave. I'll go 2-1, Alston. Right. Unfortunately. OK. So cup football now for the other three uh, predictions. Uh, firstly, in the East Cornwall Premier League Cup, St Dominic against St Minver. Yeah. Yeah, two thriving clubs as well, Dave, isn't it? I mean, St Minver have done really well over the last four or five seasons, Dave, haven't they, with a few promotions and some cup. I mm. think did a treble, didn't they, one year? Yeah. Um, St Minver. And then, obviously, St Dominic, mate, a team you saw at St Bay the other week. You said you was quite impressed with them, mate, weren't you? Yeah, Dominic? I thought they so, looked good little yeah. side. Yeah. And that, you know, they seem to be a, a thriving club as well, so... I think that'd be a good game, Dave. Looking at the league positions, um, seventh is it, mate? Fifth, mm-hmm. seventh. Yeah, yeah. So good game. Mate. So I'm just going to go for a narrow home win, I think, mate, in a tight game, three-two, mate. 
Three two, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be too much in this one. I might even go a, a little bit lower than that. I'm gonna. I, I agree with you, Sir Dominic, to win, but I'm gonna go with a two one. Two one. Okay, mate. <clears throat> yeah. Good close game that one, mate. I reckon. Okay. So then we move on to the Cornwall Junior Cup games that um, possibly might have been scheduled for last week. Um, I know the Stidians game was, so we start with Stidians against Town Reserves, uh, Trelawney League versus Dutchy League. Now, where are we with this one? Where are Stidians? They are second in the Premiership. Yeah, quite well. Man. Played seven and won six, in contrast to Town, who, where are they? Dutchy two, Dave, 100% record they got, mate. Five games out of five they've won. Dutchy two. Right. So they're a couple of divisions lower as such. Um, yeah. yeah. So two, well, both sides with good league records. Yeah. Um, which suggests to me that Stidians are going to win and they are going to win yeah. four goals to two. Four two, did you say, Dave? Four two. Yeah, I've got that, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, mate, great. Well, yeah, but I'll tell you what, mate, I'll go 3-2, because I reckon it'd be tight, mate, even though, I mean, I've got my old uh, Stivians, mate, I've got my old manager, Kararik, mate, Billy Pello, he's manager of Stivians now for the oh, last right. few seasons. And Yeah, he, he's a lovely bloke, Dave. He's got his uh, core of players, you know, that play for him, a bit like, um, you know, some of the managers we mentioned. You know, he's got his sort of, Half a dozen players that he takes to every club. Liam Bray, mate. Do you remember Liam, mate? You score a lot of goals in the Trelawney League. Probably a name you see, see a lot. Seen the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good goal scorer, mate. You know, he's sort sort of thirty goals a season player. Liam, he's playing in goal now. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, he's had a few like knee injuries, and he's played in goal for the last two seasons. And he apparently he's cracking keeper. So. So uh, I have seen him playing goal before. Actually, I think we had an injury one game at Carrara and Liam I played with him at Carrara up front, and Liam went in goal and pulled off a couple of saves. And so, yeah, so he's in goal now. Yeah, they're flying, they, aren't they? So, but and but Buda, you know, also going well. But like you say, the two divisions different. So I think should tell, and I fancy Stillians for our own win. But but I think it will be close. So so I'll go three two, Dave. I'll go three two. Okay. And the last one, again, Junior Cup, third round. Well, a place that could be uh, a, a lovely, exotic uh, a venue for Saturday if the weather is a bit dodgy. St. Brewer Break against... Park, then, <laughs> um, Br- I don't do you think they call it Break Park because that many legs have gone up there. <laughs> oh, hey, no need for that. Oh. Oh, good old sake, good old sake. Yeah. Or, Ordon, Ordon Farrow, just on the edge or on Bobman Moore not for the faint hearted David no not for the faint hearted uh, <laughs> I mean I can remember them before your time even with the, the Greenaway brothers and the, there used to be one guy I can't think of his name but he used to actually instead of shin pads he used to put newspapers down the front of his socks So, but I can't, I can't for me remember what he was called but um, yeah they certainly had some characters anyway but uh, yeah so St Bird against Probus uh, St Bird remember Chick Warden Dave Yes, yeah, I think it was, chicken. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, mate, wasn't he? Yeah. Play for some, I think he went on to play for like some Blazy and Bobman and all as well after that. Oh, so good player. 
some brewers, lad. Sorry, Dave. Anyways, your 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 go. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what have we got? Premier Division St. Brewers in the Duchy. Yeah, yeah. Progress are Premier in the Trelawney as well, mate, they? But the next to bottom at the minute, mate. Um, you know, we spoke about Chris the other week, mate, Chris Davey and all, didn't we? And the old mate Tony Penrose involved with Provis. I mean, it's my first ever club date, Provis, under 10. Your first ever team, Provis, mate. So, got a place in the art they have, mate, Provis. But got a little feeling some Brewers might actually win this one, mate. Yeah, they're, they're doing quite well in Dutchy Prem, mate. And they top five, I think. Provis next to the bottom. Prem in Trelawney. 4 2, mate. 4-2 St. Brewer, I'm with mate. All right. Well, I'm, apologies to Probus, but I'm going with a 4-0. Probus got some goal scorers, though, Dave. Steve Way and Liam Paddock, mate. Um, but I'm not changing my mind. I'm still going no, with 4-0. No. You can't convince right. me otherwise. No, I fancy Probus to score. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, mate. Right. So uh, that's our predictions. Five games. And that's... Uh, See how we get on. Yeah. Next yes, up, mate. next up, and it's our regular catch-up with True City via Cam Weldon. Okay, so lots to talk about. Let's start with, um, well, shall we start with the penalty shootout? Yeah, well, when I spoke to you last Wednesday, Dave, I don't think I had any idea, well, I don't think anybody had any idea how crazy that little Southern League Challenge Cup gamer would turn out to be. Went viral on BBC, The Sun, Daily Mail, went everywhere. So, um, crazy, crazy game. It wasn't, it wasn't say crazy game. It wasn't even that good a game of football. The, um, the, uh, it was a 2-2 draw. Um, Alex Battle and Austin Booth scoring for Truro. It was just a rather... Well, was a bit pretty, both teams had youth players out. We had young George Tucker in, um, Andreas Kalajastain and uh, Dan Stedman both had opportunities as well. So we both we had a very young squad, and as did um, Taunton. And then 2-2 two, two draw, uh, you're thinking, uh, it goes straight to penalties. We're going to get home pretty quickly, no extra time. But uh, 34 minutes later, um, <laughs> we're still going, and penalty, penalty, penalty. I think it was it, uh, a... 12-11, I think it finished on penalties. 34 penalties, ridiculous amount. The 17 total. Ugh. Craziest game of football I think I've seen in a very long while. Well, penalty shoots anyway, Dave. There is, um, if you think about it, though, if there are 34 penalties, of which it finished 12-11, as you said, so 23 were scored, there were a lot missed or saved, weren't there? Yeah, um, it was weird because the last five penalties... Ironically, it was in obviously sudden death at that stage. Um, everyone missed, apart from the last, <laughs> the very last one. So you're thinking, I'm try- I think it was Austin Booth. Uh, so he he missed the last one. You're thinking, someone score. I was, well, I was, I was when a Taunton bloke stood, stood up. I was thinking, just score, mate. Like puts out our misery. This is because we missed about three before that, and Bio missed one. And um, and you're looking and thinking, someone's got to. Just got, someone's got a score here because it was. You're thinking cause the first uh, few penalties for Truro, they were pretty flawless, really. And then, oh, it's just mental. It, really, it was really, really bizarre <laughs> that had the circumstances with it. Like they just wouldn't. Everyone kept missing. You're thinking someone's got a score now. He's going to score. Even the Taunton goalkeeper was so confident he's going to win it. He stood up, blazed it wide, and then Stedman pulled off a great save. And it's just uh, it's ridiculous, Dave. It's I can't. It's hard to put into words, really. It's another week. A week gone. It's, honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> and with the beauty of internet, do you, do you know what the longest penalty sh- uh, shootout uh, has been? 
Um, I did actually see it. I can't did you look it up? Were you interested? Yeah, I did. I did. It was. Uh, I, I believe it was some. It was a team in the Middle East somewhere. I believe. And I think it was like forty-eight penalties or something that's, bizarre like that's, that. That's right. Actually, well, the one no, I, I the one I found was the Namib- Namibian Cup final two thousand and five, when there were forty-eight penalties taken, and uh, a team called KK Palace ended up beating the Civics 17-16. So they still had a lot of misses, didn't they? So that, what's that, uh, 33? So still had 15 guys missed the penalty. So uh, it was. it's not only Taunton and Truel that can't score from 12 yards, but there we go. <laughs> that sounds very embarrassing for both teams. <laughs> now then, in that match, George Tucker, you mentioned his name just now, made his debut. Um, uh, how did he play? Yeah, um, George was like he was a bit of an unknown entity when we went to the game. Really, no one. I was just sat on the team coach, and obviously, not many of the team actually travelled up on it because, uh, well, based in Exeter, they made their own way there. But um, George Tucker just randomly turned up, and I was like, "Oh, it's interesting. Who's he?" And um, I'll be honest with you, Dave, he was absolutely outstanding. I'm not for for a young player. I don't know how old he is. I mean, eighteen, nineteen. He he was superb in the midfield where obviously no, I don't think he's ever played with Truro or trained with Truro before so um, to have the opportunity to come in and he was absolutely superb and he played a really he had a really good game in midfield along, alongside young Andreas um, Kalaj Stain as well so both of those two young Cornish players did really really well Ah, good to hear okay and there's been uh, three departures from Truro uh, since we last spoke yeah, um, all for different reasons. And if you haven't read my little um, report on the club website, then it's probably the best way to... Um, the, I spoke to the manager and he goes through the departures of each one. But um, as I said, they're all for different reasons. Mule and Dai um, has left the club. He was... I think it was just a, one of those ones that didn't really work out for him at Truro and um, um, didn't really work out with how the manager wanted him and stuff. So he's one. He's, at, he's left the club. He's gone back to France, which... Um, I feel a bit sorry for him because I don't feel, I feel he didn't really get that many opportunities. But um, in the end, if he's not performing to the highest standards, obviously they're not going to. He can't really keep a player who's not particularly happy or not impressing the manager around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's obviously gone back. Um, the other departure, Noah Keats, which is a real. I remember the manager said it was just a really sad one, and it is a it's a really bad story really. And Noah, who many Truro fans and Cornish fans remember, he was the one who scored the two goals that got him to Shelton a few years ago. Um, and he played a real huge role in that season. And he's had a good start to this year. He's been a real good member of the squad, but um, he picked up a really nasty injury against Hayes and Yedding. In, uh, it was Tyler Harvey's first home game back, actually. So when was that? Um, for early October, I believe. And uh, each, I don't know, it was a really nasty injury. He ended up requiring surgery. And I think the story was that Noah didn't want to keep picking up wages, which I think is admirable, really. Mm. Um he knew that he wasn't going to be around for three to four months, so he didn't want to stay around. So um, Noah's obviously decided to be, well, Arf mutually agreed that he's going to be released from his contract, which is a shame because obviously you never like to see a player leave for injury, especially one that would play a major role in the season. But he's the um, second departure. And the third one is one that obviously I know, I believe you touched on it last week, was James Ward um, heading back. He's gone to Farmer Town, um, still registered with Truro, but um, he's decided maybe Tree Road and the travelling, everything's not for him. So he's returned back to Farmer, which again, a real loss because I think Wardy's 
stepped up to the level and he's been superb for us. Um, he scored a number of, I think, three goals already this season from centre half, and he was a real threat in the air and stuff. So, um, Wardy's a big loss as well. Mm. Okay, but um, that was followed by uh, by a win at Blackfield. Uh, good value for the three points, was it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a really good performance from Truro, and obviously, um, we played. We they knew the opposition quite well. Blackfield, they played them twice and. I think mean, it was like, I think that game was the third time in three weeks where obviously they had the two games, the FA Trophy, um, where they drew and then lost obviously there at Blackfield. So I'm sure it looked for a little bit of revenge, you could say. And to be honest, there's only going to be one winner in the game. Um, Tyler Harvey again played really, really well, and he beat. He was the one who he made the penalty for himself. He um, really clever, nice bit of change of pace and good little turn. He got taken out and. Um, he won the penalty and they got reduced to 10 men with through that. It was a late tackle. And I think there was an elbow or something afterwards. A bit, um, well, just a bit of stupid scenes after the incident with the penalty. And Tyler stepped up, scored it. And um, True had chances, obviously, after that. And I think Niall Thompson had a good effort. And, um, and Bio had one as well. And True, just, they were cruising and they got their second. I think it was about 10 minutes to go. Tyler again. Uh, I think Jeff, Jeff Cobb was probably going to score, but he slipped uh, probably the wrong moment. And luckily, he um, managed to improvise and play it into Harvey. You, you know, Tyler Harvey's not going to need well, not going to need a second chance to score. So, a really good goal from him. And I think they were there was not a third and bio had one that tapped in at the back post, but didn't really, was never going to count. But in the end, the third wasn't really needed. And I think one goal probably would have done it on the day day because they didn't really threaten James Hammond at all. And just a comfortable three points, and it was a good three points as well. Because obviously, I don't think. The, the ones who are at Truly Road for the one-all draw and the ones who did actually travel up to the Blackpool game probably agree that Truro weren't at the best in either of those games. So to actually bounce back and um, pick up another much-needed three points on the road. so the, And they needed to win as well with Chesham and Tiverton both winning on the weekend. So um, still up there, Truro. Hmm. How many goals is that for Tyler now then? Do you know? Yeah, he's uh, he's up to nine. He's joint top goal scorer in the Southern League now, which isn't bad because I think he's joined with about four other strikers, including Jared Lewington, so name that probably uh-huh. rings a bell. Yeah. He was at Truro last year, so it's crazy to think that Tyler's only been back two months, it's less less than two months, and he's already top goal scorer in the league. I think that's a quite shows how good a striker he is. So um, it's good to have him back. And as I said, it was George Tucker after his performance on um, the Wednesday, he was actually in, invited to come up with a squad, and he was on the bench. And he came off, came on for the last couple of minutes against um, Blackfield on Saturday. So again, good to see George. Obviously, was very uh, made a good impression on Paul Wooden. Mm, right. And this Saturday, Beaconsfield away. Now they're bottom of the table. So Tyler will be hoping to fill his boots with this one, won't he? Yeah, but um, I'm sure they'll be the first to say he doesn't <laughs> mind us to underestimate any team in this league. But um, they should go into that one with real confidence. True, obviously third in the league. Uh, Beaconsfield rock bottom I think they've only won two games all season so um, they'll go there with confidence Truro another an away trip um, another four or five hours on a coach which the lads don't seem to don't really seem to affect them really they seem to they all enjoy it and everything but um, as you said I think Tyler Harvey will probably be looking out thinking he can uh, get a few goals in that one and the other thing is I think all the other teams up the top have got tough games I know that Paul who are up the top as well they've got to play Taunton who mm. I think are Taunton the fifth um, and I believe Tibby are playing Cheshire. I may be wrong. No, Tiverton have got um, Gosport. Ah, OK. Um, I think Cheshire have got a hard game as well. So it's it's not going to be an easy... Uh, well, it's a chance for Truro to really 
with the oppositions almost playing each other, it'd be a chance for Truro to really think a win will put us top, which whether you want to be top, it might be nice to get in there. We, I know we've got a big long run of games going into December, rearranged fixtures and everything. So um, it'd be good to try and get ahead a little bit. And final question, and it is regarding the games on Saturday. Now, Taunton, as you touched on already, Taunton are away to pool. Uh, so fifth against sixth. Now, Paul have got those games in hand. So who would you prefer to win that game? Um, to be, I, I, it's a tough one, really. I, preferably, I want a draw out of the two if I get if I could get just give them both a point. But yeah. um, I'd probably say Taunton, to be honest, because I think I'd rather give Taunton the win, not just because they're my home club, but I think um, I personally think Paul are a better team than them. So... I, and obviously we all saw Paul how good they were at Tree Road and I know they capitulated a bit in the second half but um, we saw how good they could have been for 45 minutes so that was a bit of a wake up call for Tree Road so um, I'd probably say Taunton if I had to pick one of the two Your Cornish So much happening at True in the past seven days or so but the important thing is that they remain in at least a playoff place and this Saturday well, they're visiting bottom of the table side Beaconsfield and it's got to be surely three points, isn't it, Rapper? Yeah, definitely, Dave. You know, I'd, I'd take City for three points this week, mate. And, you know, I, I know no game's easy in that league, is there? And, and they'll probably come and, you know, stick a wall behind that, you know. But obviously look at City's record and, you know, stick a load at the back. But Tyler Orvey as well, Dave. Ten goals already in all competitions, mate. Adds... As predicted on the podcast, mate. <laughs> what did you say? Goals, Thirty goals, didn't you? You were prepared to bet. 20, oh, twenty, was it? Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. sure it was twenty? I don't know, mate. I don't know actually. Did I say twenty or thirty? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be thirty, would it? No. Nah, not that. No, nah. I, I think I said yeah. Tyler definitely get twenty. Yeah, but um, but to be honest, though, I wouldn't put it past him though to get thirty, mate. Really. To be honest, no. you know, I mean, what's he on 10 in all comps? He should be on 15 at Christmas. So, you know, at trick this weekend against the bottom of the Yeah, team, true. Four. These are the games yeah. I guess he's going to have to get a few goals, isn't it? So, yeah, that's it. As a striker like Dave, you know, you look at that sort of game, one, and think he's bottom of the league, mate. There's a there's a match ball in it for him, mate, <laughs> I reckon. But, um, but nice, no, yeah, cra- crazy old. Um, I mean, those penalties, Dave, was correct. 34 penalties. Like you said, mate, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's a bit mental, really. Dave. I mean, 11 misses out of 34. That's, that's pretty shocking standard. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Kick. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's a, like a third missed, that is, mate. Yeah. That's a third missed. You know, that's... But I suppose it made for some interesting news, though, mate, didn't it? You know, nationally, and all the papers, like Cam said, and that. If only they'd yeah. known, they, they could have just perhaps done another two and... Got the record, couldn't they? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, just for, uh, yeah, just to get the old uh, record. Who was that, mate? Um, oh, it was the old record breakers, mate, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Uh, Roy, uh, Roy, Roy Castle. Castle. Yeah, that's right. Castle, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bet Good you can't impersonate Roy, him, can you? Um, no, I can't no. remember. <laughs> okay. No, I can't but uh, yeah, crazy day. But yeah, yes, yeah. All seems all seems pretty uh, pretty good at City at the minute, mate, isn't it? Yeah, lots of uh, movements. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, players leaving and coming and uh, and uh, yeah. 
points in the bag and all that sort of stuff. So it's all all good at the moment, even though uh, they don't have the tally on in the clubhouse uh, after a game, and it's like That's a weird. It's pretty weird day, isn't it? pretty dead in there. Yeah, last yeah. time I was in there, but uh, it is, isn't it? remember you know when you was playing for Chor on that day, I mean, remember the club back Ooh. in those days, mate. Chor's it's thriving, mate. Yeah. You, you couldn't get to the ball, mate, could you? No, you well, know, you had all the men- all the clubs used to stop in there on the way through, didn't they? A lot of them. So, yeah, but exactly, mate. yeah, you all the local sort of tour, like Malabar, mate, didn't you? Tour British Rail, and you know, like all the local tour, sort of tour teams from like Malpas Park or whatever. They didn't you? You had tour first, tour reserves, and like you say, all the other teams. You could have six, seven teams in there, mate, couldn't you? At one yeah. stage, like and now, like you say, mate, you could. Well, you could swing a cat in there, Dave, couldn't you, really? Not that I would want to, obviously, because I, I like cats, mate. But, but uh, you could probably shoot a gun through the clubhouse, mate, and you wouldn't hit anyone, would you? Not that you want to, because you don't like guns, do you? But... No, I, I definitely don't like guns, mate. No. <laughs> but, yeah, but like you say, mate, it is a game, you know, off the field, isn't it? It is a bit. Yeah. Well, well, it'd be different when they're at the stadium for Cornwall. <coughs> oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got a cough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope I'm still alive, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. well, we couldn't finish off, could we, Rapper, without mentioning the small matter of the FA Vars game coming up this Saturday. Who is it? Well, it's Christchurch, mate, against the legendary Falmouth Town, mate. Come yeah. on, the town. Yeah, Christchurch, they play in the Premier Division of the Wessex League. So, uh, firstly, I thought it might be handy to find out a little bit more about not not so much the team itself, but the place and the facilities. So, here's someone that actually was at the ground Tuesday evening when I spoke to him. Okay, well, we've got uh, Mike Robbins now to speak to. Now, Mike is uh, an uh, ex-secretary of Bournemouth Poppies uh, uh, up in that area, and uh, he's for his sins, now uh, spends a lot of time uh, uh, preparing and writing the Wessex League newsletters. So, Mike, you should know a little bit about Christchurch, shouldn't you? Uh, yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> now, for for the... Um, there's going to be, hopefully, quite a few people travelling up from Cornwall for Saturday's game. Now, how easy is the ground to find? It is uh, quite an easy one, actually. Um, I'm guessing that people from your way will be coming up the A31. Mm-hmm. So they come off at a roundabout called Canford Bottom. Right. And follow signs for B3073. Right. And that goes past the airport at Bournemouth and you're almost straight there. Right, OK. And is there plenty of car parking and that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I would say it's better than the average. There's probably about space for 80, 100 cars. Right. Um, and there's also some limited spaces outside in a sort of um, enclosed lay-by. Right. So okay. there should be space. Okay. Now, um, I, I've sort of looked on Google or whatever, and uh, am I right in thinking that the ground is actually situated out of the town? Yeah. It's uh, a very long walk from the town centre, and there's no public transport. Oh, crikey, right. Okay. <laughs> So, it's a is it a sports centre or something like that? Um, well, it's essentially it's the football club, and there's also an uh, indoor cricket training school. Right. So there may be a few cars about because it's one of them, it's they're active there now right. in the 
Okay. In the cricket room. Yeah. And and now for those travelling, I mean, obviously, um, one of the things we need to know about is the clubhouse. So, uh, yeah. and is there hot food and is there drink and you know alcohol and yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite a well-appointed clubhouse. It's quite spacious, um, usual sort of uh, food and drink you'd expect. And inside the ground, there's also a hot foods um, cabin. Den's Diner, they call it. Right. And they do burgers and that sort of thing. Right, OK. And how big a ground is it? I mean, are there many sort of covered areas, especially uh, uh, especially important with the rain we seem to be having <laughs> these days? Yeah, there's two areas of cover. Um, there's a big stand, seated stand on the halfway line. Um, probably about 200 seats, All right. I guess. And behind the goal at the clubhouse end, there's a, a low shelter with seats in it, so that's probably about 50, 60 Good. at the most. And the rest of it is all on one level, just normal uh, concrete surround. Right. Now, I know that you get to uh, to watch, a, well, over 100 games a season. Have you actually ever been to Cornwall and watched any games oh, down yeah. here? Right. So, yeah. so is there anywhere you could sort of compare it with, do you reckon, Daniel, uh, or not? Not really, no. 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 Right. <laughs> Okay. Now, playing surface. Um, well, first thing is, you know, there's a game on there tonight. Obviously, you're there. Um, what are we expecting, uh, depending on the weather, for Saturday? Is it going to be a, a good playing surface or a bit heavy going or what? It might well be heavy because there's, uh, it's not scheduled to rain now, but tomorrow, which is Wednesday, mm. um, it's, it looks pretty grim again. Uh, and then we've got two clear days. And then Saturday again looks a bit iffy, doesn't it? I think. Right. But, I do you know? I dare not look at the weather forecast because <laughs> you know it's been so bad the last couple of weeks that uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to upset myself too much. But um, that's right. Well, I have to because well, in my real full time job as well, I look at that sort of thing. But <laughs> like tonight, it helped me decide where to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Now. Onto the team, and obviously, I don't expect you as a as a Wessex League representative to give us too many secrets about uh, about their sort of special players. But they're a good placing in the league table, aren't they? They're second at the moment, so we've got to expect a hard game for Falmouth, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a couple of decent players up front. Um, goals come from across the team, really. Um, but I think if you look at the league table, you see they've played fourteen. And only conceded 14, mm. so they must have got a good defence. Right. And are they one of the better sides that, you know, that, so um, what am I trying to say? That that they're not fooling anyone by being second in the table. It sounds as if no. they fully deserve to be there. That's right, yeah. There's quite an open league this season as well, so. But, they're, yeah, they're there on merit. And um, how would you say the Wessex League compares to the Peninsula from your knowledge of uh, football, local football? Well, the Premier Division, of course, would, would be a stronger division as a, as, a, as a step five. Yeah. But I do know there are step six teams in Cornwall in particular, which would give some of the step five teams in Wessex Premier a good game, or a close game, shall we say. Yeah. Okay. Um, Right, so so we can expect, uh, well, 
I love the FA Vars, to be honest. I think it's a tremendous competition, especially when, you know, you get clubs playing uh, out to the area. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and uh, I guess that everyone travelling up should be doing the same. Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, unfortunately, I won't be at this one on uh, Saturday, but I'm sure it'll be a good game. Well, better you're not there, really, because it, it wouldn't be nice to see a Wessex League side lose, would it? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I think that's a good place to finish this conversation, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then, Dave. Right. Well, thanks for that, Mike. Right. That, that's given us a little bit of an insight as to what to expect, and um, let's just keep our fingers crossed that it's going to be on. And it does tonight's game go to extra time and all that sort of thing? Um, no, it straight depends if needed. Ah, good. So the pitch will be yeah. saved a little bit anyway. That's right. Saved half an hour. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Mike. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Well, thanks to Mike there for that little bit of uh, information on uh, on things up there at Christchurch. You, you've been to the ground, played there, rapper or not? No, I've never been there, Dave. No, I haven't, mate. I, actually, mate, I was speaking to Johnny Ludlam. Remember Johnny, oh, yeah. mate, last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah, Johnny said it's a cracking setup, mate. He said he's played there um, a few seasons ago. I don't know if it's for Choro. I think it might have been for Choro, mate. Or Falmouth, I don't know, mate. But he he said it's a cracking setup there, mate. So so hopefully you know F Troop will have a good day out, mate. You know off the pitch and and hopefully the lads on the pitch will have a have an even better day, mate. But I think it's a big old flat pitch up there, Dave. Could could well be a heavy one as well, mate, with the weather. So, hmm. but uh, but I love your Cornish loyalty, mate. You know, I, I think <laughs> I think Mike, I think he's expecting a win, isn't he? I think. Well, you know. <laughs> By the sound of it, but you, but you stuck up for uh, Cornish football, right? And, but um, I'm, I'm watching Exeter Chiefs against the Wasps on Saturday, Dave. You know, but but I'll definitely have one eye on uh, Twitter all afternoon, mate. You mm. know, I just, just just love it if Town could beat them, mate. I just just love it, just love Kevin <laughs> Keegan that one, mate. <laughs> yeah. But nah, but uh, like you say though, Dave, you know, Vaz games, mate. They're special days out, aren't they, mate? And hopefully, is another memorable one, mate, for Town. Mm. Well, hopefully it will be, uh, and hopefully that also gives a little bit of an insight into into what the Farmer Town supporters travelling might find. Now, this season, of course, the club has been boosted with the uh, extra supporters, a massive fan turnout for a lot of their games in the guise of the F Troop, as you mentioned there, Rapper. Let's find out more about them. Welcome to Jeff Chambers. Now, He's one of the people behind the resurgence of Falmouth Town's support, uh, what, last season and certainly this season. Jeff, um, you've been there once before. How did it all come about that you're now back there again? Well, David, it's, um, it goes back to um, the cup final against Weybridge, um, sorry, against Tavistock at Weybridge two seasons ago. Um, Couple of guys, Ricky Matthews and Brian Sisson, who who's now assistant. He, um, they got together and organised a, a coach, got the word out, and um, basically we all sort of got together for that. Well, about twenty five of us got together for that game, and it's all lads that um, a lot of us were sort of town supporters as teenagers when we were well way, way back in the seventies, way back to the you know to the. Keith Manley, um, Mervyn Rich, mm. Elfridge, Joey Scott, you know, the boys from Budock, Tony Kello, Richard yeah. Davis, all those guys uh, under Richard Gray's player management when we won eight league titles on the trot. And 
we basically lost away a little bit through the 80s and the 90s. Um, obviously, the, the, we were sort of known as the FBB back then, Dave. Um, and the F Troop was sort of basically formed on the back of us, the slightly younger ones of us through the 80s and the 90s. So what, what and we does, just thought it was a good idea yeah, what to get does, back together. Right. What does FBB stand for then? Farmer Boot Boys, um, um, David. It was a. Uh, now, for those was, that don't, uh, name... for those that are young, uh, too young for this, uh, when you say boot boys, you mean sort of the, uh, the bother boots and the and the coat and the and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was the it was the seventies street street uh, fashion back then, David. It was um, the bother boots, the braces, the. Um, the Crombie Coat. Crombie Coat, that's what it was called, yeah, that's, Crombie Coat. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. The Harrington jackets. And we, you know, I, you know, I'm first to admit at the time we were a little bit wild. It was the it was the um, sign of the times back at the street level back in uh, the fashion days of the 70s. <laughs> but obviously now, since we, we've, we've actually properly reformed with the two finals of last year, uh, against both against Salt Ash, where we won the Cornwall Senior Cup and lost the Walter the Walter Parsons. Mm. But um, you know, on the back of that day, we um, we decided this is the time that we're going to all get back together and reform and get the. And it's, I'll tell you what, it's not just about the football; it's about you know reuniting old friends, making new friends, and it's it's just fantastic and. People who think that we're just going to go away again in a year's time, they've got another thing coming. We're here to stay and we're going to grow. All right. Good to hear it. Because, I mean, let's be fair, everyone's talking about the F Troop, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a, a, support, a supporter who, who's, you know, who follows, I don't know, Saltash, or whether it's a, a player who plays for Mosul. They're all talking about you. Well, uh, well that's nice to hear. I mean... Um, it's good, but let's hope they're talking about us for the right reasons. We, you know, on the on the wave of excitement that we got back together, we made a few mistakes. You know, we let a few flares off. Um, we didn't even realise it was uh, against the law at the time. But you know, we've um, we, you know we've we've paid the fine. We had a whip round amongst amongst a lot of us. We raised eight hundred pounds within about two days of of doing that, and uh, we paid the fine for the club, obviously. Because um, it's it's not the club's fault; it's our own. And um, you know, hopefully now we can go forward, learning as we go. We can go forward, um, learn by a little mistakes we make. But I'm sure we will, Dave. I'm sure you will. And of course, FA Vars Saturday up at uh, Christchurch. Uh, so, how many have you got going up to that? Because it's 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 another special game in the history of Farmer Town, isn't it? Think about anything else, mate. I can't think about. <laughs> I'm in work. I'm buzzing. Um, the whole town is buzzing. Even people that are not going are talking about it. I actually live in Plymouth. Yeah. Um, I moved to work in the um, to work in the Dartyard back in 1983, and I've uh, I've been here ever since. And I love Plymouth. It's a great town. But Farmers, you know, the heart, is, the home is where the heart is, and Farmers, my home. And uh, I tell you, it's well, the whole town down there is actually buzzing. I'm getting messages. There's a there's a there's a 50 seater coach going up, three or four transit vans, a sea load of cars. I couldn't even give you um, an estimate on numbers, but I'll try. If I say 150 of us with horns, drums, and the whole caboose, mate, the whole caboose, flags, <laughs> banners, 
you name it, we got it. And, you know, we're, we're going to go up there and we're going to, you know, we're going to support our team. We're going to be loud. We're going to be, going to be a, you know, swear with in a chant, uh, you know, things like that. But we're going to make sure we make friends up there and we're going to, uh, you know, win or lose. We're going to shake their hands after and go in the clubhouse and uh, we're going to have a little party. And the, and the thing is, the thing is yeah. that opposing clubs actually should welcome you because, let's be fair, you know there are some sides even in the league that True are playing that their average attendance is about eighty people. I mean, if you're taking that yeah. sort of number up, you could they've got to welcome you, haven't they? You know, behind the bar and well, that hope, sort of thing. Well, it's going to bring revenue to the club. Um, you know, over the bar, there's a few heavy drinkers amongst us, I, I'd like to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and we bring an atmosphere and we bring that, you know, that special feeling of a, of a football. I mean, you know, the last round against Long Levens, when, um, when young Weber scored that, young Jack Weber scored that, that goal. I mean, to be in the packet end, that day, those that were there, and there was about 250 of us there that, in that packet in that day, that would live with us to the day we die. Mm. We'll never forget it. That that was a special memory. And, and you know, we were hungry for more days. We want to, you know, Westy, and what can I say about Westy and, and his little team of Charlie and James, you know, they've just done so fantastic. And the chairman, Graham Medlin, he's bought the club from, from, from way down, you know, you know, about 18 months ago, we are very close on losing Pickland Park. And if you lose Pickland Park, Pickland Park, you've lost your heart and soul. Um, you know, the efforts of Graham to, to keep that all together and to keep Pickland Park. And it's just the story is, is brought us together, you know. And, um, and like I said before, it's reunited with old friends and making new friends. Following our local team, you just can't beat it, mate. Now, I've got a very serious question now to ask you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> What's go the average age of the F troop? Right. Average age. I'm, do you well, know what? That average age is coming down, Dave. Because actually, yeah, cause... I would say when we started, the average age was, I'm going to say 56. <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. And I'm 60, so I'm going to say 56. Um, because obviously the F troop, the original F troop, your Rick Matthews's and Gary Harrington's, Graham Browning's and Rob Pyatt's, people like that, they were about two to three years younger than the guys like myself and Beardy and Sissy, who were, were all 60. And well, Beardy's about 64. Hey, sorry, Dave, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but um, obviously now it's, it's, it's caught fire and we're getting a lot of younger lads in their 20s and 30s and they're, they're bringing a, a fresh vibe vitality and energy to the to the F troop. And to be honest with you, Dave, there's um there's a, a mixture of it's like the, what we call the FBG, the form of poop girls. They they've got their own little T shirts they're getting and they're they're all sort of in their thirties and forties and fifties. And then you've got the you know, you've got the young kids, you know, that are are only nine or ten. They're coming and they're blowing their little horns and you know, it's great and it's um it's just fantastic. I I, I can't speak highly enough of what we've done. And um, it's all on the back of the, I thought about about a month or so before the first Cornwall Senior Cup final, I, I mentioned to my brother Donald that it would be good for us to get a Facebook group. And basically what we did then, I started a Facebook group 
And it's grown now to with just under 700 members, Dave. Mm. And everything's organized through that Facebook group. So, you know, you, you do need that as a mechanism, a mechanism to, uh, to, to keep things together and to uh, encourage and get, get new members. And the membership is going up weekly. And Johnny Paro is your coach arranger, isn't he? Johnny is, oh, he's done a fantastic job, Johnny. He does, uh, he does the uh, coaches and he organises, not just the coaches, we've, um, on the back of the, on the Long Levens game, we had um, a special little event where we had the 1987 Vars team mm-hmm. um, with Phil Shatcott and um, Paddy Grace and players like that, Steve Rogers, they all came down. And I think Steve Rogers came from, I'm, I'm not sure, I think he came from Scotland just to attend. Um, and, and we gave them, a, a, you know, a reception that they'll always remember up on stage. And also we invited Bobby Hopkinson, who broke his leg when he, you know, yeah. do you remember when he yeah. played against us about five weeks ago? Bless him. Him and his wife, Lee, and their little kids, lovely little girls came down. And we gave them, we had a little thing, thing on for them. We had a little collection for them and uh, gave them a card. Um, and it was just a special, special day that was. And so John, what point I'm making is Johnny done a lot to organise all that. So Johnny does a hell of a lot behind the scenes and he's instrumental. And he is a number one drum player. <laughs> I thought you and, had a substitute uh, on Saturday because he had a migraine you, or something. We, we had a, Johnny turned up Saturday behind the goal and he said, like, I can't play the drum. I've got, um, I've got a migraine. So we looked for a volunteer and... My old mate, Beardy, one of the original sort of Falmouth boot boys back in the 70s, he offered to uh, to play it. And do you know what? Effort-wise, 100%. Um, <laughs> but he was slowly out of tune. But do you know what? I love him. So uh, it doesn't matter. He was great. And the good... The, well, some might think this is strange, but the good thing is, that actually, although you lost on Saturday, you didn't seem, you know, bitterly disappointed as such. No, we weren't. Um, well, we were obviously a little bit gutted because um, it was a strange game. It's sort of uncustomary mistakes were made by both sides, but probably by, by us more. But, I mean, the game marked the return of uh, Wardy for us. So mm-hmm. we had a little song for Wardy. And um, that was the main thing for us, that James Ward is back with us, back home. Um, we sang his song, he's, he's Coming Home, the old England song. And yeah, but it was a bit disappointing the result. But I mean, we're just a cup side, aren't we? <laughs> so <laughs> if you're just a cup side, come on, what's the score going to be on Saturday up at Christchurch? They're a good side, Dave. I um, mean, it's going to be a tough task. Um, I'm hoping the game's going to be on, actually. Um, well, fingers crossed on that. Yeah. It's going to be a toughie, but we're going to win. We're going to win because we got 12 players. Because the F troop are going to be there behind the goal. And we're going to cheer the team on, and it's going to be like an extra player. And I just think, especially with Wardy back in defence, uh, with, with the tried and trusted Joey Cooper, um, oh, and up front, I think we're electric up front. And the two little dogs of war, you know, um, Martin and um, Brogs in, in in midfield. Yeah. Oh, we got we got so much so much attacking flair that um, and, and and obviously Westy. Put in the strings. Uh, I, I think we're going to win. I'm going to. I'm going to go for. Um, well, we're going to. We're going to go behind as normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for a three-two win. 
Oh, another nerve-wracking one is by the sounds of it, then. Please don't leave it to the last minute of, extra, of uh, added time. Not like the Lord Nevers game. Although it produced the scenes it produced, that that actually went that went um, viral. Yeah. Dave, sort of four hundred thousand views on that. We had some. It's great. I must have watched it myself about 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, look, we wish you all the best, Jeff. Uh, it's great what you're doing down there at Bitcoin Port. It's great to see the the ground alive once again. And may it continue. Dave, it's been great. And uh, thanks ever so much for inviting me on. Um, I really appreciate it. No problem. It's, yeah, it's better than talking to Westy every week. I get a bit bored with that. Yeah, get old Westy. He's, he's great. Um, he's never lost words, though, has he? Um, no. I know, better cut you off because I don't think you are either. <laughs> no, I do tend to get right on. But uh, look, thanks ever so much for inviting us on. And uh, it's all appreciated. And we, we go there on Saturday. We got, you know, we go there with hope. And I'm sure we're going to, uh, you know, if we don't win, we're just going to make sure we have got one hell of a performance and uh, we're going to make it a party atmosphere. You know, Rapper, I came out of that interview, and I've, I've put it on Twitter already, that I came out of the interview with a smile on my face. What a story. Uh, mate, it's absolutely fantastic, Dave, isn't it? You know, absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's brilliant, mate, that something that started in the 70s is still going strong, you know, and been resurrected, you know, by, by Jeff, mate. And, and it's, you know, Jeff and his mates have done a fantastic job to get it all going. I mean... I'm lucky. I'm, I mean, I'm luckier in most days. You know, I, rem- I remember Big Rick and Gary H and, and all the boys from, from my time at town. And, and honestly, David, it was an honour, you know, scoring goals in front of that support, you know, going to share a goal with them, mate. I absolutely loved it. It's fantastic buzz as a, as a player, mate, to have those guys behind you. Like Jeff said, you know, it's a, a 12th man, well, it's a 12th and a 13th man, mm-hmm. mate, you know. I mean, I watched Webby's goal. You know, about a hundred times, mate, <laughs> just to watch the fans, just to watch the fans' reaction, mate. You know, I think I watched Webby's goal about 20 times for the goal and another 80 times just watching all the fans, mate. I mean, you know, I, I feel I feel privileged that I had the chance to play in front of those guys, Dave. And, you know, well done to Jeff, mate, for doing such a fantastic job and getting getting the numbers back, back mate. You know, that, that clubhouse end at Falmouth Town, mate, is probably my favourite place in the world, mate, I think. Mm. And uh, he, I, I liked as well that he, he mentioned lots of names, uh, uh, past players and supporters. So uh, he, he got a few names in there. And, and like he said, it's not just about the football. Uh, they're just um, hoping to have a great day, aren't they? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, I think they just make such a day of it, mate, don't they? You know, they'll, <laughs> Christchurch, you know, they won't know what's, what's it, and mate. Well, they probably will because they probably watch Webby's goal by now, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yes. Everyone else, like, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, fantastic bunch of guys. Like, and, and, you know, brilliant for Cornish football. You know, they're like re- representing Cornish football, really, don't they, they? You know, on Saturday, going up and showing that we, we're passionate about Cornish football and we've got, you know, couple hundred fans from one of our top clubs going up watching a big game and and obviously you know any club be pleased to see them I would have thought I mean the atmosphere at the ground for a start and then obviously in the clubhouse and food and drink the lads will be and that like Jess said I think there's a few lads that like a point (laughs) amongst them like so yeah I mean they're just just good for Cornish football mate and they brilliant brilliant yeah 
I don't know, like the, the the memories of the bother boots and the braces and the Crombie coat. I love that. That was an era, of course, I grew up in. So I, I know, yeah. although I couldn't remember the name of the coat, I I, I knew exactly as soon as he said it. So uh, great stuff. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I think I just about remember the old Arrington jacket, mate, and the old was it DMs? Wasn't yes, it? that's right. Yeah. DMs. Yeah, yeah. Good days for you guys, I would imagine, mate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well done to Jeff, mate. Fantastic and. And, um, you know, lo- love what he's doing for Falmouth, mate. Obviously, I'm a supporter now, but, you know, love seeing the scenes at, at Bickland, mate. And, you know, congrats to everyone down there, mate. You know, all the boys, you know, Westy, you know, all the lads, and, you know, Millsy, Charlie, you know, all, all the boys on the pitch and definitely everyone off it, mate. And, you know, Graham, the chairman as well, mate, all the old work Graham's done to get the club. Brilliant to see him still playing at Bickland. And, and may, uh, may it uh, long continue, mate. Right. And the, the the tricky thing might be actually on the pitch, mightn't it? It's going to be a very difficult game, isn't it, for Farmers? It will be a tough game, to be fair, Dave, won't it? There, It's a good standard of football, that Wessex Premier, mate. I, you know, I've played against a few teams from there in the past, mate, and yeah, they're good, they're good teams, mate. It, it will be a tough game, but... Um, what, they're second as well, Dave, yeah. they, in the league? Well, I think Mike said, didn't he? I'm beating so, at home. So exactly, mate. Yeah, good home record, mate. But in fact, they could go well clear at the top if they were to win their games in hand. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. You know, a club look like an ambitious club, mate. Don't they sort of go in places? But but Town's a great cup side, mate. You know, uh, I mean, they scored five at Elston, mate, didn't they? In a previous round, which you know, I don't think anyone else will do for this season, will they? So uh, you know. Yeah, I'd never bet against Payne, mate, in the cup. I'm sure the boys will come up with something, but but I think, like you say, mate, it will be a tall order to come away from there with a win. But but good luck to good luck to everyone, mate. Hope you have a great day. Yeah, good luck to uh, Farmer Town Saturday away to Christchurch, uh, third round in the FA Vars. So uh, now, so you've already revealed where you're going to be this Saturday. So what are you doing at the rugby game? Yeah, I know, Dave. Sorry, sorry to let the football down, mate. But um, my mate, uh, he's a season ticket holder, Dave, at Exeter Chiefs, and um, he's uh, he's away this weekend. So he said, you know, do you want to go? Do you want do you want me ticket? Like, so I said, yeah, you know, also a big rugby fan, mate. You know, love love rugby. You know, he's a poor second after football, obviously, Dave. But <laughs> do love me rugby. You know, played when I was a kid and that. And um, yeah, yeah. So going up to watch Exeter, yeah, I haven't seen the Chiefs, mate. So. At home yet since they've been a good side and everything. So oh, nice. yeah, yeah, I haven't been up, mate. So everyone keeps going on about Sandy Park and that. So yeah, so going up to watch the Chiefs against Wasps, mate, which should be a decent game, hopefully, Dave. And my mate's give me his uh, his earpiece and all, mate. You know, I'm, I'm all mic'd up to the ref and everything, mate. And he's got a good seat there, mate. His season ticket, so mm-hmm. uh, nice of him, mate, to think of me. So I'll be watching a different type ball on Saturday, Dave, yeah, for right. a change. Oh, well, enjoy yeah. it. Thank you, mate, yeah. I don't know where I'm going yet. I'm sort of um, pencilling in the Christchurch game, but um, obviously the weather could could be a last-minute yeah. change of thought. But um, that, that would be the game if it's, uh, if it's on. But um, who knows yeah. otherwise. But uh, wherever, it will be a good game. But um, yeah. And as always, it's thanks to uh, everyone... Let's listen, and especially to all those that have contributed this week. Um, as yeah. you said, a selection from across the board, I think, we've got this week. 
Yeah, well done, mate. Well done to you, Dave, for, for getting all that lot um, together, mate. You know, like, like say some new voices and, and a real spread of uh, football people, mate, wasn't it? From players to league experts, mate. Yeah. Can you remember how people listen to us or not? Oh, crikey, mate. Uh, nah, probably not. <laughs> um, I'll give it a go, Dave. They got, they got to, uh, they got to um, <laughs> listen to Cornish soccer, mate. They've got to go on their favourite podcast platform and look for Cornish soccer talking football. Yeah, that, yeah. Is that all right? Mate? Yeah, that, that's if they. Yeah, and and better still if they subscribe, and then they can on their yeah. favourite podcast platform, there, and then they will get it every week uh, coming through on their phone, sort of thing. So, and and for yeah. people that aren't quite sure about podcasts, and there might be people listening today that's the first time listeners, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. You could just you know fast forward almost to. Uh, the bit you want to, uh, you're particularly interested yeah. in. So um, whether you've got no time to listen to it at all, you've got to, enough time to listen to your little bit that you're interested in. So uh, that's right, mate. Even you could even watch it and watch it, Dave. Watch sorry, it? listen to it, Dave. Yeah, in snippets, Dave. Couldn't you? You know, yeah. just just twenty minutes here. You know, pause it and then you go back to where you paused it, mate. And it's there, isn't it? It's there forever, Dave. I think. I think. People are a bit misunderstood, aren't they, by podcasts, mate? Yeah. Aren't they? You know, it's there, it's there forever, and just go back and listen. You know, if you if you got to go for your tea or <laughs> if you're going out, just listen to half an hour, pause it, come back to it, mate. Don't yeah. you? Don't miss anything. No, Don't there you go. Anything. Thank you for that yeah. plug. And That's we not. didn't mention, but news today actually just um, remembered Gary Jeffrey has uh, left Launceston. Oh, have you, was he, have mate? you seen that? No, I haven't seen it, Dave. No, I've, yeah. I've, to be fair, mate, I haven't been on Twitter today. But, um, uh, right, yeah, it's tweeted out earlier that um, he's uh, stood down for manager at Lanson. So um, there you go, yeah. manager's job coming up. Oh, Get your application in. <laughs> Give that a miss, I say, Dave. Shane, <laughs> mate, we spoke to Gary, didn't we? Story, yeah, mate, Shane. Yeah, he's, yeah, good football man, mate. Good perhaps hasn't man. quite worked out, and. Uh, there's always that thing about is it right to go back to this you know to somewhere you've been before yeah, yeah. I don't know but, uh, especially when you've been successful Dave you know it might be you know like we were talking about David Moyes earlier mate well, maybe, mm. you know maybe it is you know a mistake sometimes but mm. I don't know mate anyway yes, we're out of time yeah have a great weekend Dave and wherever you go mate I'll, uh, I'll be keeping my eye on Twitter mate from Sandy Port mate yeah <laughs> let's uh, enjoy the rugby and um, we'll Thanks, speak next week Thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show Cornish Walker Podcast. Podcast.